This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free to bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We give the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. There's lots in the news here, including an update on the gentlemen that were arrested for, I guess, Putting up a sign in California, uh, we had one of them call the show to tell us about it. Uh, the cops harassed them because, number one, they had masks on. That was one of the primary reasons they were being harassed. Uh, the other reason was but because— they were doing a political theater, and right. they showed the officers their face. Uh, there's a law in California that you can't obscure your identity with a mask. I don't want to get deep into detail on it, but we've got an update for you on what's happening with them here in a moment from copblock.org. And, of course, we'll take your calls about anything at one 800 259 as we go to the phones and the fun. Mike is listening in Wisconsin. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Oh, wow, first caller. <laughs> What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I was, um, Ian, um, I was listening to yesterday's podcast, and there was just a brief mention of, like, some tech that you guys used to record the show, and I am just recently reviving um, a podcast that I did a couple years ago, and I had made some tech investments, and I was just, like, kind of curious as to um, the hardware that it takes to produce Free Talk Live and kind of, like, how you get your message broadcast. And thank God I'm the first caller of the show so we can get all the boring stuff out of the way. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, I'll keep it as brief as I can. I, I'm not sure what you're looking for. Are you wondering how much money I've spent? Are you looking for specific no, equipment, recommendations? A, yeah, just general kind of, um, you know, I, I've got a... Like a, like a mixing board and a microphone with shock mounts so and all that kind to, of fun So you're stuff. looking to, to start up your podcast again is what you're saying? Well, it's, I've already started it up. Ah. I'm just um, just kind of curious as to like what it takes to get from my kind of half-lazy prosumer setup to like something that Free Talk Live does where you guys get to go and like remotely broadcast. And I, I've always just kind of find that found that cool. I've just never bothered to think about what it takes to get well, it on the air if you're doing a, a podcast obviously there's no real reason to you can't broadcast if you're doing a podcast just because it's something yeah. that's different so going on remote uh, is easier if you're a podcaster because you aren't tied down to a time schedule so one of the nice things about doing a podcast versus doing uh, live radio as we do because uh, we take our show and then podcast it we put it out into uh, yeah. an rss feed on the internet and podcast is essentially a delivery method for for recorded audio so as a podcast is that if that's your primary thing that you're doing, then you don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to be in a studio at a certain time unless you've got a guest scheduled at a certain time or something like that. So you can be very, very flexible with uh, with how you produce your show. So going on remote is just a matter of packing up your mixer and your mic and your mic stand or whatever and hitting the road. Uh, whereas with us, we've got to have what they call an audio codec, which allows us to communicate with our network so we can get the show on live up on the satellite, etc. So obviously there's more equipment involved in doing a live radio program than there is uh, a podcast. So what I one of the reasons podcasts are just so nice and easy to do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so what I'd recommend to anybody out there that's maybe new to the idea of podcasting, maybe they want to start up their own podcast, there are different uh, websites out there that I'm sure give you a decent walkthrough and you can visit them. And of course, broad, uh, Broadcast Supply World is, I think, a great source for hardware. BSWUSA.com is their site. That's pretty much where I go to get most of my stuff. 
and they've got actually podcaster packages, so kind of starter packages for folks, all the way from the cheaper end to the the more expensive, the more you know, more microphones, etc. By the way, Michelle Seven uh, joining us here tonight. Good evening. Hi. What is a cheaper end? So I give don't know. Me, a couple I... hundred bucks. Oh, a couple wow, hundred, and that's then really you know, nice. a thousand for the the higher end uh, podcasters. The better the audio, the be- it's the easier it's going to be for people to listen. But it's reasonable yeah. and doable for people, though. But when, I mean, when it comes to audio, I'm sorry. But when it comes to audio, to, to kind of focus on that point for a moment, most of this equipment, whether you go with a $200 setup or a $1,000 setup, is going to produce the same audio. I mean, today you've got you've got equipment that has the ability to, for instance, interfa- interface with your computer via USB, which is you know a very nice quality uh, connection for the audio. As long as you aren't using total junk uh, microphones, then you're going to have a, a pretty decent sound. You can take it to the next level by adding things like compressors and hardware that kind of uh, gives your, your voice that, that radio oomph, uh, for lack of a better term. Or and, you can be born sex with a sexy voice like Ian. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, so I don't know if I've answered your question or been of any assistance at all. Oh, no. I was just kind of curious. Um, just a matter of curiosity. And uh, okay. thank you for fielding my call. There you go. Thanks for the call tonight, Mike. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. But if you're going to do a podcast, then the most important thing is to keep doing it. Right, that because, is absolutely the truth. Because if it's something that you're interested in doing, and for a lot of people, it's not, you know, it's an idea. It's a hobby. They start it up and then they, they burn out on it and they get tired of it. And it can't be easy to build an audience from scratch. So that might be a frustrating part for somebody that is, is just getting into the world of podcasting is, you know, looking at the download numbers and saying, why am I doing this? I'm talking to five people. I mean, I don't know what's realistic. I don't know what, uh, what people should expect out of, out of doing a podcast because, Mark, when we started doing podcasting, it was 2005. Uh, that was the the beginning of the era of the podcast. Yeah, we and, were podcasting before podcasting uh, even really started because we well, had MP3s. Not an accurate on the, term because podcast is a delivery method for audio. So right. no, we weren't podcasting. But we had MP3s. Until, right, we available. were delivering our audio via MP3, and we were doing it for free, and we were doing that for a long time. And when we first got on the air, we had started the email list thing, uh, and that was a way for us to kind of build our internet audience build a way to communicate with our internet audience was through that email list so we've had the benefit of always having an on-air presence uh, whereas so i can't relate exactly to somebody who's just starting a podcast from scratch i i don't know what that's like i i've never done it right because we've always had the ability to push that on the air there are ways to increase your uh, download numbers and those ways are letting people know what it is you're talking about and when you'll be talking about it and where you'll be talking about it and we call that in the uh, it's a technical term that we use in the industry we call it advertising Mm -hmm. and uh, you advertise (laughs) to the people well that you're your target demographic you uh, you know it's easier to find say males that are 25 to 54 than it is to find males that are 25 54 that are into hot rods and roller skating but you know you 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 target you find your cheapest advertising you can and hit these people and then you know you'll get when you get a few hundred people downloading it those people can turn into more and more as time goes by some podcasters have actually used free talk live as an advertising venue to get their word out because they want to reach the liberty community and they know that our podcast listener audience tends to be the more hardcore liberty-minded people 
Whereas our radio audience is just more of the folks that are listening to the radio and they just want to hear something that's entertaining. Hopefully they find us entertaining. Um, so <laughs> That's it's, a it's, theory anyway. It's like a really different world uh, doing broad- broadcasting and podcasting. But I, if you've got something to say, then start up your own podcast and you know, put it out there. How he, many numbers does like Brett have with the School Sucks podcast? I wouldn't know. Uh, that would be a question for Brett. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. You know, um, if one thing I've found is that it, it can be hard for anybody to monologue, and that's what podcasting, unless you're taking calls or something like that, which has got to be much more difficult. Or if you have a partner, there's that possibility. Right. That's what I'm trying to, to say is, you know, having a second person makes it a heck of a lot easier if you've got somebody to sort of bounce ideas off of. You know, it's funny. The, uh, we're going to this talk radio convention here in another couple of weeks. And Michelle's going to be sitting in while we are away, which is going to be I fun. I am. I asked if I could go to New York, and they said, no. <laughs> no, oh, no, we you said to... you could go. You just you decided once, once you realized how boring we were going to be once we went, you changed your, your oh, tune. Oh, you're going to have fun here with tell. Stephanie. Yes, I Stephanie's am. Stephanie's going to be in, too. So, uh, so anyway, one of the viewpoints on um, having a partner, there's this, there's this viewpoint of some in the industry who are the, probably the ones that do the monologue show that they are the talented ones because they can, you know, do a three hour talk radio show all by themselves. And I've never claimed to have had much talent, um, but I don't want to listen to myself for three hours. That's the primary reason why I put people on this show with me because I think it's more interesting to have conversations. And besides, to... you like to look at me, too. There's that factor. Yeah, there's a bonus. that factor. 800-259-9231. But you weren't there in the very beginning. It was no, just I me wasn't. and a couple guys in the studio. So uh, 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Do whatever's comfortable uh, for you and then maybe step out of your comfort zones later. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, but if you want to do a podcast, there's nothing stopping you. I mean, bandwidth is cheap. It's Free Talk Live. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line joining you this evening. It's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Maybe you've missed a moment of the show and you want to download some archives, we've got them. Go to freetalklive.com, click, and get what you want. The last week's worth right there on the front page at the top. Then just click into the archive section to access years worth going all the way back to late 2006 that's all free for you at freetalklive.com as uh, we will continue here with your phone calls in a moment but i want to tell you about freedomsphoenix.com they're uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies and that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day Uh, they're constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy technology communications and the rise of the police state go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch freedoms phoenix 
com. As we go to your calls, we've got Benjamin on the line in California. That's uh, convenient, Benjamin, because I was going to give an update here from copblock.org on your case, but since you're with us, you can do it uh, live here. Benjamin, uh, you're one of the guys that was arrested for having masks on and holding a, an anti-tax sign, uh, or I guess affixing an anti-tax sign to a state property, so-called, uh, because that was the charge that you were faced with. Are you with us? Yes. So you've well, got an update. Yeah. Uh, well, we were originally when we were originally arrested, it was for wearing uh, masks, um, which we... You had the V for Vendetta mask on, right? Correct. The uh, Guy Fox mask. Yeah. So we wear those because uh, we're limited in numbers. So we try to, uh, you know, use full force multipliers in order to get uh, people's attention to whatever signs we're holding and uh, have found that the masks uh, really draw attention. So we were wearing those. And uh, that's what they ended up arresting us for, at least at the time. But what we, when we walked out of the jailhouse, we had been charged with uh, affixing a sign um, to state property, like malicious intent or something like that. And now uh, you actually did, as I understand it, tie the sign to some sort of, I guess, road overpass. But it was yeah. because the sign was humongous. And it wasn't as though you were going to leave it there. Right. You're standing with the sign, and essentially, other than holding it, you had essentially affixed it so it wouldn't blow away with the wind, and you intended to take it down when you left. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was designed in order for us to reuse it, and we had already had you know, plans on Facebook. We, we set up our events just so people know where we're going, and we had already had you know, the next four weeks set out with us planning to take it to other overpasses. So it was... There was no intention to leave the sign there, that's for sure. What is the Now, what is this ch- charge of affixing a sign to state property? Is this a misdemeanor, a violation? What, what's it's, the... it's, uh, to my understanding, it's a misdemeanor. Both, both things wow. are a misdemeanor. Can you now, get in? Now, California, I'm not familiar with their, their state rules for courts, uh, but here in New Hampshire, you can't get a jury trial unless it's a so-called Class A misdemeanor or felony. Is this something to where you can go to a jury? Um, so far, to my understanding, it's not. Mm. But if it, if it ends up being something where we can take it to a jury, that is definitely our intention. And same with our lawyer. Our lawyer would love to take this to a jury, but mm-hmm. he doesn't going to get there. So I believe civil matters um, over $25 at one time were... Uh, you could ask for a jury. Well, that's if you uh, that's if you read the Constitution, and I think it was twenty dollars oh. <laughs> there. But you know, clearly that doesn't they apply don't do anymore <laughs> because I've been to so many trials where this, this the matter was way over way over twenty dollars, and they they just won't let you have a jury. So it's just a big yeah, it's just a big joke. Viva do that here. So you guys went to some kind of a hearing. What happened? Was it well, an arraignment? Uh, it was our first. It was an, We were just told to appear in court. We have we have no experience in the judicial system. And it turned out it was an arraignment, and mm-hmm. so we showed up at the arraignment and found out what we are actually eventually going to be charged with, because there's what the police say they're charging you with, and then there's what the DA decides to charge you with. And the DA dropped the mask charge, but is going to continue with uh, the having a sign charge. Um, so you're facing so, up to a year, because typically a misdemeanor means up to a year. You're facing up to a year in jail and presumably, what, like a grand uh, in a fine? I think it's a $1,000 fine or in, in a, up to $1,000 in fine and a year in prison for this. Are you in Yuba? Uh, Yuba County. Okay. So are the, are the jails, I know in Southern California, the jails are so full that they're turning, they're, they're kicking, right. kicking rapists out. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, yeah, the, the state, I know the state of California 
is uh, they're having the uh, the Supreme Court told them they have to release a bunch of prisoners. 30,000, was it? 30,000? I think it's like 30,000, 33,000. Yeah. And the state's plan is to, okay, well, we'll release them into county jails. So <laughs> They could also uh, send them to other states, too. Um, you know, there's many states have and municipalities have built prisons with the hope that uh, people will send them prisoners. Jeez. Um, Wouldn't want to just let peaceful people go or anything. Because yeah, you I know don't... those jails and prisons are just stuffed full of things like people like marijuana smokers mm-hmm. and others who have never harmed another human being. Yeah, I don't know the particulars of all that. Um, so they dropped the charges. Uh, they dropped one of the charges. One, one of, of the them. two. Yeah, one of the two. Uh, so uh, and then our they set up a, another court date in the future. And when is that? Uh, a July July thirteenth is the next time we uh, have to appear in court. Um, How many people showed up to support you, by the way? Um, actually, uh, we were pretty happy. The The room holds about 50 people, and uh, more than a dozen people showed up to support us. That's awesome. outstanding. Actually, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, and actually, uh, we were really happy because uh, one of our supporters had made up these buttons that had the Guy Fox mask, these <laughs> three-inch uh, buttons. So everybody was able to wear uh, a button to show that we were all as a group. Right. And it was it was pretty cool. When we When we were done, we left the courtroom, and then... You had basically a quarter of the courtroom get up and leave. Did everybody and stand up for the man in the robe? Uh, we were never asked to. So. Really? Nope. Hmm. And it was the lady in a robe. So. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did jump to a conclusion there. Uh, the human being uh, wearing a robe. So uh, you've got the court date scheduled. You've got a lawyer on this particular case. Uh, you guys are obviously moving forward with this. And is there anything else you want to share? Uh, nope. Uh, just uh, everything. The only thing I would add is that we still don't have our property back. Uh, I was going to ask lawyer. about that, the camera, yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, we don't have our cell phones or our camera or the sign. So can you um, use the, the footage, though? Can your um, lawyer ask that the footage be used for uh, testimony? Uh, well, right now we're just trying to... Uh, I've, I contacted their evidence department a while ago mm-hmm. just to find out, like, hey, do you have our property. I just and want to make sure you have never it. heard of you. And, uh, well, they just, they neither confirm nor deny they have it. <laughs> so and helpful. Told me I need to talk to the arresting officer, which oh, is I'm sure that'll work. I'm going to do. So our lawyer is working on that. Um, that's but, funny yeah, that they tell you to talk to the arresting officer, but yet when our friends uh, Damo and Pete and Bo from LibertyOnTour.com were down in Greenfield, they were told they couldn't talk to any officers, mm. that they certainly couldn't talk to the arresting officer because that would be conti- uh, considered witness intimidation. Mm-hmm. So it's just – it's a completely different story depending on who you ask and what their mood is when it comes to these bureaucrats and their rules. There, there's no consistency whatsoever. But uh, either way, I wish you the best of luck and will you keep us informed? Absolutely. Thanks, Benjamin. Appreciate the call tonight at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. There's, uh, Of course, we were telling you about copblock.org. There's all kinds of uh, interesting stuff on there, including the guys from Liberty on Tour at libertyontour.com with their latest video where... Greenfield police officer is essentially stalking a demo uh, in the streets. He confronts this officer, and it's uh, it's it's a video worth watching. So you can go over to copblock.org and see that. 800-259-9231. It's also at libertyontour.com, freekeen.com. More on the way. You can take control here. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231.
As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too darn expensive? Well, Jurisdictionary.com is the course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know their rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts, and it costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the 4CD course is so easy, the average 8th grader can learn it in a weekend. So visit Jurisdictionary.com, get the free tools that they have there for you, including the free legal flowchart, Weekly tips and tactics, newsletters, legal dictionary, and free videos. Then you can buy their course, Jurisdictionary.com. Remember, you can use the Free Talk Live pull-down menu when you check out to let them know that you heard it here, Jurisdictionary.com. 1-800-259-9231. Of course, you can bring up anything you want. Since we're talking about the police, let's continue. There's news out of New York City where a photographer, again, has been harassed. And ticketed because he was doing what he's supposed to do. Taking, taking pictures. Pictures. And in this case, you've got the uh, the very, very friendly folks of the New York MTA. And I believe that stands for the Metro Transit Authority. And these guys certainly believe they've got authority. So I want to play a little bit of this audio here because at uh, one point, the gentleman who is being harassed, he's just taking, I think, regular still photos in this wherever it is he is uh, some mta station or whatever and there's this marine apparently some kind of a guy in fatigue some military guy maybe an army guy i'm not sure but he takes his picture and the marine gets up in his face with like you know would you take my you can't take my picture etc you know i work for the government or whatever <laughs> and the photographer himself is a former military uh, person as well so that kind of becomes part of the uh, the conversation here as we jump into the video where he picks up his i think it was his cell phone and uh, and begins recording was this, in, hmm? was this in the area though where they've got signs all over saying no photography like around the un building or i couldn't anything? tell you i can see a no smoking sign <laughs> but i don't see a no photography sign so here's what happened <laughs> what'd you say I can take pictures. I'm in public. But in public, I can take pictures. He told me he doesn't want to be filmed. Excuse me. He told me not to take pictures. Okay. Is he telling you he doesn't want to be filmed? Why he said you not to take for? pictures. All right, don't be a creep. I'm not being a creep. I'm not following him. I'm not following him. I'm walking away. Step over here. Huh? Step over there. That's fine. That is a camera. It's not a weapon. This is so common now. Mm. This 
just chicken s excuse from the police that, well, you can't have that camera out because it could be a gun inside that housing. It may not be a real camera at all. Where did they if get If I wanted to shoot from? you, cop, you'd be shot already. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, where did they get this one from? Is this something they saw in a movie somewhere? Did somebody have, <laughs> in, a, in some movie, did somebody put a gun inside a camera show? Yes. Actually, it was with Whitney Houston and, um, the and Kevin Costner. Yes. Really? <laughs> I would have guessed that it was that uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. What, what's, his, what's his name? DJ Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff. Jeff. And the, you mean the French Prince? Yeah, that guy. Oh, okay. That would be Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's in all kinds of crazy. Oh my gosh, how old are you? So you're saying you think Will Smith had a gun inside just the camera? Okay, I'll go with Michelle's answer because <laughs> I think she's probably right about that. Uh, so I mean, where did this Yay, come from? Yeah, I got from? one right. How, how Hollywood-esque is this? The idea that, I mean, there's no real example of this, is there? It's the how arrogance. How many cops have been shot? It's just so out, just outrageous. How many cops have been shot in real life by somebody who had a gun concealed inside the housing of a video camera and by the way this guy isn't carrying around a you know like a vhs kind of video camera he's likely got a camcorder and i don't know about you but most camcorders aren't large enough these days to conceal any sort of a firearm i mean even a relatively small 22 would be very difficult to put inside the housing of a video camera i don't these know these people are ludicrous you can i mean you can get a 22 that'll shoot out of a pen um so yeah, I think really? that you could do that if you wanted to do it. However, the point is, is I don't con- aim and continue to aim a camera yeah. at somebody because in, you in order them. to, you, you know, I'm not aiming my gun at you. If I wanted to shoot you, you'd be shot. This is to me like if I were somewhere and, and a man was looking at me and I turned to him and said, what, you want to rape me? I think <laughs> yeah. you're going to rape me. <laughs> just, you're looking at me. You're going to rape me. Right. He's got all the equipment. Yeah. So there's probably a little bit more here, but these, you know, tough guy uh, cops continue. Put that thing back in your pocket. I'm okay. telling you right now, I'm going to call you. Good That's call. it. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. Okay. I'll call you. Because you're not listening to me. I am listening. So therefore, it's against the most smart ass. I am. I am. Just a friendly, friendly service oriented gentleman here. Smart ass. I'm you're going not to call listening you. to me. Right. I'm going to call you if you don't put that camera back in your pocket. Smart ass. Wow. Just lovely folks. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can see the full uh, video over at Gothamist dot com. There's actually not much video because he does, you know, as he's told, he puts the camera back in his uh, in his pocket. But the audio continues to pick up what these police do, and they continue to, you know, be jerks and uh, harass this guy. And they end up writing him some kind of a ticket. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure if it's identified what the ticket is here. But Gothamist dot com is reporting on this, and that's where you can get the full video. Now. At one point, uh, the officer implies that the Boots camera may be a weapon. He was then detained a while while the police inquired whether they could cite him for taking the photos, which they couldn't. Instead, he was ticketed for interfering with traffic. (laughs) And they must mean, like, the traffic of people walking. Because in the video, he's clearly inside a pedestrian area. There's no uh, automotive uh, activity there. So now this guy gets to go in front of a man in a robe or a human being in a robe and probably end up paying up. I'm surprised he didn't also get uh, disobeying a police officer. Well, I don't know. They're MTA cops. Does that make them real cops? I, I suspect. Don't know. I'm not sure about that. But you're right, uh, Michelle. Certainly disobeying an officer or whatever or disorderly conduct mm-hmm. is one of their favorites. In fact, I just saw the video today of Dave Ridley, since we're on this topic mm-hmm. of video journalists and, and photographers being The most mild-mannered, sweet guy. He's a great guy. I, I love Dave Ridley. 
And we had him on the show last night talking in detail about what happened to him, but he hadn't put the video out before he came on the show last night. It's out now. You can see it over at RidleyReport.com. I also, I think I reposted it over at FreeKeen.com. But you can see this video where he's clearly being harassed by the police for videotaping them. He's leaving the property. When he is told to leave by the hotel, he immediately begins to leave. The cops essentially chase him down. At one point, he puts a a few hundred feet. They they kind of back off for a while, and then they come back up after, I guess, they talk about what they want to do. And then they come back up as he's still walking to his car. Uh, They come up, and they, they just arrest him. It's just absolute nonsense. They demand his name like a robot over and over again. This cop, name, name, name. It's just so, <laughs> it's so embarrassing for them. It's so pathetic. You know, uh, the, the what people need to understand about this is, uh, the, you know, people get in their minds, well, terrorists could be taking pictures of stuff and things, and it'd be bad if terrorists were doing, taking pictures. But remember what uh, the terrorists themselves, Al-Qaeda, the Al-Qaeda members or, or whatever, the, the, the people that w- supposedly wanted to take our freedoms, was part of the plan. The plan was to, to cause the government to crack down on Americans' freedoms so that they would raise such an uproar that they would finally get america out of the middle east i don't know that that part will in fact work Mm -hmm. but you can believe the government is cracking down and what you have to ask yourself is is this short-term issue of taking pictures by terrorists as if any terrorists have taken pictures i don't know the answer to that is that worth trading the right to freedom of the press the right to free speech the right to be able to right to privacy Good question, Mark. And if you want to answer that question uh, in the affirmative, if you think that trade-off is worthwhile, uh, 1-800-259-9231. But I bring up Dave Ridley to first let you know that the video's out. It's raw video. It's from, you know, from beginning to end what happens to him. And at one point, he begins screaming to bring attention to what's going on. And that's when the cop threatens him with disorderly conduct. If you keep yelling, says the cop, I'm going to charge you with disorderly conduct. So apparently bringing attention to the fact that you're being kidnapped is also a crime. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want to control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features for free. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Once again, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, where we give you the features on the house. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their sites. Now, if you like the fact that Free Talk Live's site is free to you, then you can support us voluntarily by shopping over at shop.freetalklive.com. 
In life, there are things that you need to buy, and there are things that you want to buy, and odds are good you'll find them both over at shop.freetalklive.com. When you click in through the Amazon links that you'll see there, find the right Amazon link for your country, click into that. Uh, You can bookmark that link if you want to, so you don't have to go back to shop.freetalklive.com. But whenever you enter through that link there at shop.freetalklive.com to Amazon, then Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase. Uh, So whatever it is you need to buy, whether it's used or new through Amazon, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the profits. When you enter through shop.freetalklive.com, it's a great way to get the stuff you're looking for and help Free Talk Live out at the same time. Because it's the same great Amazon with the same awesome deals and great customer service and free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items. You're just entering through our affiliate link, and that gives us the credit for giving them the business. So once again, shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, of course, we'll take your phone calls about anything, 800-259-9231. And let's continue the uh, the police news here. This story from the Daily News, New York, nydailynews.com, although it comes out of uh, Arizona, apparently. You've, uh, I'm sure you've heard of Sheriff Joe, Joe. That's right, Joe Arpaio, <laughs> Sheriff Joe, the toughest sheriff in America. Well, old Sheriff Joe apparently had uh, himself a drug smuggling ring right underneath his nose, so to speak. And I'm not talking about the one that he runs. This is another one, or allegedly runs. Uh, So three Arizona cops smuggled drugs and humans and laundered money for a vast narco-trafficking ring, all under the nose of the self-proclaimed America's toughest sheriff, authorities said. One of the moles... So it was cops that were doing it? That's correct. I wonder why they didn't think to check the cops. Two women and a man. That's right. One of the moles, a female corrections officer, was carrying the love child of a cartel capitan, and all three were accused of leaking sheriff's office tips to help the ring guide smugglers, drugs, and cash through the area from Mexico. Uh, Maricopa County Sheriff Joe Arpaio said that uh, Deputy, Deputy Alfredo Navarrete and two corrections officers, Sevilla Najera and Marcela Hernandez, were among 12 people rounded up in Tuesday's sting. The early morning raids capped a year-long investigation into the ring, which is suspected of funneling loads of heroin into the valley and the area west of Phoenix. Navarrete, a 10-year veteran of Arpaio's anti-human smuggling unit. So, just to reiterate... This woman worked on his anti-smuggling, excuse me, this guy, Alfredo, this uh, agent, was on that anti-smuggling unit for 10 years. How long, how many of those years was he actually assisting in the smuggling of humans? Many. And uh, so, anyway, he was arrested when he showed up for work in a sweep of his apartment, found two so-called illegal immigrants hiding there. Arpaio said that Hernandez was eight months pregnant with the child of the operation's ringleader, and she and Najera were busted on their way to work at the county's largest jail, and cops said Hernandez had nearly $20,000 on her at the time. The arrests were a blow to the tough-talking Sheriff Arpaio, who's been resisting calls to step down and allegations of corruption, misspending, and racial profiling in his office. Arpaio said, We have enough violence without having moles in my own organization to put my deputies in danger. Well, you know, old Sheriff Joe, if you and the rest of these cops around the country weren't enforcing the war on drugs... Uh, then you wouldn't have as much of a problem with moles in your organization because they wouldn't be interested in infiltrating you in the first place considering they would be able to sell their product without uh, concern or others would be able to sell those products if they were legal or decriminalized. Uh, It wouldn't be cartels that would be doing business in drugs. 
you know, it's this it's this war on drugs that has destroyed the Constitution. It's turned the police force into a uh, an occupying army of, you know, the American people. And many people cheer it on. They say, well, you know, uh, marijuana, that should be legal or or at least it should be legal for people who are sick. But or not whatever. heroin. But not heroin. We got to have cops, lots of cops. We got to have we got to be able to search cars at will. We've got to be uh, heroin. It's heroin. But give me my morphine if I have surgery. Right. And this is the thing that people don't even realize. I don't know when it was, the 20s or the 30s, that heroin ceased to be legal. But it hasn't been a 100 years. Heroin was legal for your grandfather to go to the store when he was a little boy and purchase Mm -hmm. for your great-grandmother. And he did, likely. You know, these were things that people had. Some Some people were addicted to them. But just like some people are addicted to Afrin, the stuff you snort up your nose for, a, you know, congestion or, co- or cough syrup or, or whatever. It's people like, are addicted to stuff yeah. now. The fact is that no, that according to the numbers, as as they are portrayed, that there aren't any more people addicted to heroin now than there were in the past and no more people in the past than there were now. The numbers are virtually the same. According to the folks over at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, right. I mean, leap.cc. I, all I can do is quote the numbers that I've uh, heard, but you can tell i can tell you that the 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 they've got some studies they've got the the citations the office of drug control policy or whatever they're not coming up with contrary studies they're not they're just fear-mongering right that's all they've ever done they just put out all kinds of lies and half-truths about uh, cannabis and other drugs and they scare people into believing them the worst thing about the war on drugs is what it does to people who would not otherwise be affected in my house we're not doing drugs. We're not addicted to drugs, but we have to, you know, everybody has to worry on a regular basis that some addict is going to sneak into their house, slit their throat to get their wallet or something like that. That would not exist in a world where drugs were legal for people to purchase because the price wouldn't be so high. Yeah. How many people are going and holding people up at gunpoint because they want to buy a six pack of alcohol? Right. You know, but the, the fact is that people were dying over alcohol when alcohol was uh, illegal. You're damn right. Speaking of the money part of it, have you heard about what's going on on I-40 in Tennessee with the um, they've got the uh, one side uh, takes the drugs out of the United States and the other side brings the money back. And um, and so the police have now been pulling over people and without any cause, without any warrant, they can ask to search their vehicle for mm-hmm. money. And they well, just... cops can always ask to search your vehicle, and they usually will uh, if they're of that mindset, if they're on a fishing expedition. And because most people are docile and obedient, they will allow the police to search. They don't realize, most people, that they can say no. Right. And so um, this, one, uh, this one video I watched was of a uh, trucker and who was coming back and he had two hundred thousand oh, dollars in no. his yeah they took it all. oh no they took it his life savings oh yeah and now he's got to fight to try to get it back and that's assuming he can yeah. yeah and so the police that were interviewed on this it was like the chief of police and, and someone else they were saying well um you know what we're trying to do is slow down the the profit in the drug trade and and the person doing Keep the a lot interview, of money for ourselves. That's right, right. Exactly. Yep. And then he admitted, he said, well, we need to be able to finance the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. So it's this circle goes around and around. And basically, we're going to steal from you so we can pay for our jobs. That's pretty much what it is. And it doesn't matter whether they find any kind of evidence that you are a drug dealer. Just having money is enough. Yes. It doesn't matter 
what you're doing. It doesn't matter if it really is your life savings or if you were going to buy, you know, 300 pounds of uh, cocaine. Uh, you, they will take it from you, and you will probably never see it again because. Essentially, what they do is, and it's unbelievable, but this is true, the, they will charge the cash. There will be a court case, United States versus $13,000. <gasps> United States versus $200,000. I've how, never heard of that. How can an inanimate object defend itself? How can you get justice? I mean, it, it's it, crazy. It, if you have the right to that property, if you earned that money, how can they charge the money? They need to charge you to take money from you. No, they don't. That's, that's what a nice justi- idea, Mark. That's what justice would be. It's a, it's a we good just th- established that people aren't concerned with justice, no, that, that much is true. Yeah. So, I mean, in theory, Mark, that would be great if they actually charged you and then had to go through convicting you before they could get your stuff. But no, they can just charge the cash. And if you don't have the cash to hire a lawyer to defend your cash, I don't even know how that works. Uh, you're screwed. And most people are pretty much screwed in that situation. Because how's the cash going to defend itself? They can push the cash on the stand and ask it questions. Uh, can you imagine? I, I'd want to have a, um, you know, the, the puppet. What is the person when they S- ventriloquist? <laughs> mm. <laughs> My cash is going to talk through mm. me. <laughs> How are you going to have a fair trial when the defendant is an inanimate object? So, according to the story here, going back to Sheriff Joe, the smuggling ring moved fifty-six thousand dollars worth of heroin into the area each week. And each of the dirty cops played a crucial role in keeping the operation underground. Uh, One of them, the ringleader, coordinated smugglers through the valley from his family's heroin operation in Mexico. And the smack was stashed and cut at two drop houses. Investigators said that uh, the house was fortified with surveillance cameras, registered cars for the gang, and harbored runners uh, at his home. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and I can tell you this... Corruption is just the tip of the iceberg. Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers. From LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website as well at freetalklive.com, where you get to control the content of the site. You find something online that you think is pretty interesting, you want to share it with us and our listeners, you submit it as show prep to the website at freetalklive.com, and then it'll pop up in the upcoming stories queue, and that's where people can vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well, and the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site 
over at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and get interactive. Once again, freetalklive.com. We will, of course, take your phone calls about anything that you want at 1-800-259-9231. Talking about some corrupt cop stories, uh, there's all kinds of them to go around. Never a shortage. Of course, one of the bigger uh, ones is the one out in Maricopa County, Arizona, where a few of Joe Arpaio's men and women have been busted as part of a drug smuggling and human smuggling ring. Well, they were uh, people on the anti-smuggling task force. One of them was on the anti-smuggling task force for 10 years uh, with Sheriff Joe. And the other two were ladies that were working at the correctional facility. And the irony that Arizona has that bill and they're so Mm -hmm. (laughs) anti-immigration and everything. And then they have legal Hispanic people who are smuggling illegals while enforcing the law to get rid of the illegals. So my, well, you know, I was watching CNN today and they were talking about the 2010 uh, census report. And I guess there's really been an explosion in population in the areas of uh, people of Hispanic descent. And, I'll tell you, it's all over the United States. This isn't a, this isn't a Southwest issue. As a matter of fact, places down in the, in the Southwest actually saw negative growth as far as uh, people of Hispanic origin because they're they're everywhere. They're they're just you know they're going everywhere. And this is it, I find it very interesting that there's such a uh, conversation about let's stop the illegal immigration thing going on when. The Democrats are so weak. I mean, the Republicans are pushing this issue, pushing this issue. It's not just a Republican issue, but the Republicans are definitely on the side of we got to crack down on this illegal aliens. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want the illegal aliens, except for the ones that are cleaning my house and taking care of my yard and my pool and my groves. So many people feel the same way. (laughs) I I want them to wash dishes at the restaurant so it's cheaper for me to eat out. Uh, You know, I get some good Mexican food. That's what they that's what they want. But they don't. But but illegals are bad. Don't let them be my school or, you know, anything else. You know, and frankly, I don't think you should have to pay uh, for anybody for anybody's schooling, let alone somebody who's, uh, you know, skulked across the border in the middle of the night. I don't think that anybody is uh, obligated to do that. However, I do think that free people working in the marketplace built this country, especially immigrants. Those are the folks that really made this country special in what it is. And no, that doesn't mean I think that there's huge giant bureaucracy that's never been so draconian called ICE, the ICE organization, or ICE or whatever. No, I don't think that they should have to go through that. I think they should come across here like your parents did 100 years ago. Speaking of it being built, um, my grandfather, whose name was Don McInerney, that's obviously not an Hispanic name, um, very, very Irish. Uh, he had grown up in San, um, San Marino in Southern California. And uh, during the Depression, he just couldn't get a job. And so he was had black hair and very dark eyes. And he got himself a tan and pretended to be mute and went down to San Diego and got a job picking fruit, pretending to be a Hispanic mm. Well, they were but he only... couldn't get a job as an Irish Catholic, but he could get a job as wow. a Mexican. Would they not hire him if he were Irish Catholic to pick fruit? Right. Interesting. Uh, you know, but this is this is the point that I'm tr- uh, trying to make here is that those people that are beating the am- anti-immigration drum mm-hmm. are. Uh, you know, and I believe it to be Republican, so I'm going to use that term. And by the way, folks, I'm a registered Republican, so you can, you darn liberals, and you, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. But this is what I believe. I believe that the Republican Party is the part is is uh, creating for itself 
the party of exclusion, the party that is going to die. Because Do you think that's new? I no. don't know. I mean, no, I've, I've only been around either. for, uh, you know, paying attention for a decade or more. So, no, I don't know that that's, uh, you know, that's the case. But I can tell you how people of Hispanic descent, whether legal or illegal, likely feel. They likely feel like you hate their relatives. Sure as hell looks like it. I mean, based on the rhetoric, things that are being said by these And if you believe people. in the free market and you want, uh, you want businesses to have to follow all these arduous rules so that we can make sure that all their employees are, are fine, red-blooded Americans. That's not the free market. That's not the free market. That's you poking into people's business. So Yeah, look, I had some guy today. I was uh, on a conversation on Facebook um, with some random schmo commenting over on Bill Kostrick's uh, profile, and... He was coming from this position that, well, he believes in individual liberty, but when it comes to those darn immigrants, they need to be doing things legal. So you either believe in individual liberty or you don't. And if you believe in individual liberty, then that means that anybody that has the wherewithal and the ability to get on a ship or a plane or paddle a boat or do whatever that it takes. Climb a fence. To get here. <laughs> To get to this place that is supposed to be free, that was the idea at least, to get to this place, in theory, they should be free. They should be allowed to come here. They should be allowed to make a better life for themselves because that's what most of them are looking for. These anti-immigrant zealots out there are constantly trying to paint immigrants as though they're a bunch of criminals and murderers and rapists are coming here. They've all got leprosy and and drug-resistant tuberculosis. It's a bunch of nonsense. Or they're a bunch of welfare queens, which is, again, not true. Well, well, it's not true statistically if you look at it, but but I'll tell you that if if they are welfare queens, it's because you've created that. Stand against welfare. No, most of them, I lived in Southern California for years, they they can't be on welfare because then they would have to go report their income and they can't report their income because they're working under the table. Uh, but logic and making sense doesn't matter. <laughs> what matters is, look, if welfare's a problem, we I agree we have a welfare problem in this United States. Mm-hmm. Look, if you want freedom, if you want to spread freedom, if you want better things for yourself and your children... You, that's what you need to give to other people. Yeah, people don't understand that. They think that uh, if they they, they think, think it's that, a zero sum game that somehow freedom might work for them and it's okay for them, but it's right. not okay for the but rest of them. But in fairness, folks. though, I heard you know this last weekend when I came into town to do our Saturday night karaoke, I brought in some friends who were also free staters, and you know they um they just lambasted my kids and me the whole way and then the whole way home about how ridiculous it is to be a Christian. And so we made the joke to them. Oh, so it's okay for you to express your thoughts on liberty and your, you know, beliefs in aliens or whatever, but I'm not even, you know. So I think it's actually kind of like human nature to just think that you're right about everything and it ought to be your way but the fact is is we have a neocortex people yay we have the ability to reason we're separate from animals you don't have to act according to just instinct you get to rise above and use character and reason to to address other people and to interact with other people and as long as no one is forcing you to do anything or hurting you or stealing from you they ought to be left alone to do what they want let's go to you your phone calls your thoughts michael you can bring up whatever you want listening to wtar in virginia michael you're on free talk live uh thank you uh last week when we were talking about the rapture and those coops uh with the harold camping uh Michelle blindsided me with a question uh, about who the Antichrist was. 
And I was forced to give a very short answer that uh, uh, really requires some explanation. Uh, I said that it is an office that uh, uh, anybody who holds that office becomes the Antichrist. And oh, that and that I said office, the Pope, right? Well, here's what I said. I said that office has been in existence for a very long time. In actuality, uh, the office existed uh, at the time that Jesus was alive and on the earth. Now, who was the Christ is how we have to define the Antichrist. The Christ was... was the Uh-oh. Son of God. Are you going to hold me? We'll hold you Are on you here. You can explain your theory here in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is the Pope the Antichrist? I don't know where he's going with this. We'll find out here in a moment. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, toll free, bring up anything you'd like, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Features including... The mobile site. Maybe you've got a smartphone. You'd like to get quick access to our live streams and podcasts. Go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Liberty Maniacs. LibertyManiacs.com. They have the largest online Liberty brand featuring the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different other products. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, LibertyManiacs.com is devoted to out-liberty, out, excuse me, outfitting and outliving the Liberty Movement worldwide with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. No hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. New products almost every day. It's LibertyManiacs.com. They sent us some of their shirts to check out, and I have to agree. They're very sharp. It's good-looking stuff. Mel- Michelle, you ended up with one. I do have one. It's, yeah. It says a, a state... Uh a stateless. Peace, peace, stateless state of mind. That's Weren't you going right. to give me one of those peace shirts too, Mark? Didn't you have like two of them or something? I have one. I'm working on it. Okay, cool. Mine's melon colored. It's really pretty. What does it say? Peace, love, and liberty? What does it say on it? That's right. Peace, yeah. love, liberty. It looks very hippie-ish with like the hippie kind of letters. Yep. It's cool. <laughs> All right. I've got another one that has sitting bull on it, and then it says underneath it, trust the government. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 1-800-259-9231. Michael is back with us here listening to WTAR. Now, Michael, you were attempting to explicate something that you felt like you didn't have a uh, chance last week when you had called to essentially say that you believe that the Pope is the Antichrist, but you were kind of getting to some details, so go ahead. Well, uh, actually, I said he inherited the office of the Pontiff of Rome from Caesar, and that office is the Antichrist's office. Now, the Christ office belonged first to uh, King King Saul, 
second to King David. So wait third. a minute. Let me see if I got this straight. There's a Christ office and an Antichrist office. Yes. So who is yes. the who is the Christ office? The Merovingians. Well, well, the Christ office. The, <laughs> the word the word Christ is is actually applies to Messiah, which means the Anointed One. Now, the Anointed One is the one whom the prophet or high priest designates on behalf of God to be God's choice as king of Israel. When did that happen to Jesus? Uh, when, when, did, when did God uh, do it? He no, did when it did the high the priest when did the high priest anoint Jesus as the uh, ruler of Israel? Uh, well, what I, say, what, I, what I meant to say is the dominant prophet priest okay. or high priest. It, it wouldn't necessarily be the high priest. In the case of Samuel, he was not the high priest, but he definitely anointed the first two kings of Israel. Okay. So, so whoever is the top politician in Israel is Jesus Christ? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Whoever is king according to God's command. But now... Now, but, how do you determine that? I mean, is there somebody... Are you saying that somebody today is Christ? Well, because the whole line of Israel's uh, existence comes from a prophet, the prophet Moses, and it has to continue that way. So that's why Jesus said that he had to submit to John the Baptist, because John the Baptist... It didn't come from Moses, it came from Abraham through the line of Isaac, whereas Ishmael, uh, that is the um, the line... Uh, Hagar's son. Yeah, Hagar's son, and that they became the um, Muslims. I'm so confused. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe you guys are following this, but I'm not here, so uh, maybe you can help me. Okay. What is it that... Are you saying that there is a Christ today? I'm saying that there is an office of Christ. And what is, that, is an office, that? That office is what now today? That, that is the anoint, the one anointed to be king of Israel. That's what the term means. Who's that? The so one, who's the who king of Israel? Well, the uh, now we will define the antichrist. Wait the, a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I want to know about the Christ. Is there a Christ is, today or not? Is Netanyahu Christ? No, Jesus Christ is the one anointed. There's okay. nobody else. So right nobody now there's no Christ, but you're saying that anybody that's been the in the position of Pope has been the Antichrist. No, no, I have to explain how we get there. But the issue was this. In John 1914, you can remember that because that's when World War I started. John 1914. 1914. 19, uh, okay, I'm off a bit. But okay. 19, 1914 is, is, is uh, the verse you want, and uh, here is what uh, Pilate said. He said, Behold your king. This is what he said to the Jews, and they cried. They cried not. They said, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. And, and, the, and then Pilate says, Well, shall I crucify your king? And then here's what it says. Now, here's the key thing. It says, The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. Now, Caesar... And you're saying that would have been the, the... What was the predecessor of the Pope that would have been saying that? that no, that was the equivalent of Are them. you talking about Caiaphas who said that and that he's, he's the priest of the Sanhedrin? But what does that have to do? He was, he was mocking. I'm saying that the whole priesthood, the chief priests together, including Caiaphas and Ananias, 
they all declared that it was that it wasn't a Jew, but it was the Caesar who ruled Rome. This is what they said here. So now, Caesar was the Antichrist. So Caesar became the Antichrist at that moment. Okay. At exactly that moment. And then at some and point, it no passed to the Pope. It, it then passed to the Pope. Okay, in this so term. today is what you're saying is the Pope is the Antichrist. Finally, we talked about that last week, and I said, you mean the Pope, and you went through all this again to tell me that I had lambasted you and that I was wrong, only to come back and say that it was the Pope? What's the point of all this? I mean, what is, what what is it that you're trying to do here? The point is that the whole line of Popes, just like the whole line of kings, which come from, from one family... They are all antichrist. But the Pope Everyone doesn't come from one family. Now, the antichrist is supposed to rise up in power, but the uh, uh, the Catholic religion, uh, on the whole, has been losing power. The power has been waning a great deal what about over that? the past decades and past centuries. In fact, well, listen, you have to understand this. It was the Pontiff of Rome who made a concordat with Hitler to destroy the Jews. What? Wait a minute, that totally ignores what Mark just said. Mark is pointing out that it, you're saying it's prophesied that the, uh, this Antichrist will become more powerful? Well, at least that he's going to certainly rule the earth for a period of but time. But yet the Pope is becoming less influential over time and uh, the Catholic religion not so popular. Is, at this point, they can't keep the priest's hands off little boys. Mark is not understanding the office that we're talking about of Antichrist. He's thinking of it as a single human being. No, I'm not. I'm thinking of it as the office of Pope. In the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel and the book of Ezekiel, where it's all prophesied about the end times, there is a person that is designated to be the Antichrist, and that is the only time anyone is referenced as the Antichrist. If you want to create a different um, different personality outside of prophecy, well, then you need to call him something else. Well, you don't know your Bible. Okay. <laughs> One thing you're right about, Michael, is that World War One started in 1914. Thanks for the call, Michael. You don't know your Bible, Michelle. Are, do you have like some kind of theology degree? I went to seminary. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming up here at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It's a Bible measuring contest. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. Even half-baked conspiracy theories. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can, uh, again, take control of the airwaves here, and you can join us on our website as well, freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com. If you have a company, that company needs to try something different in the area of uh, collections or accounts receivable, SACL CAI, keep them in mind. Uh, The principal over there, Jason Osborne, he has a staff of folks that are trained to treat your customers with respect. Not only does he believe in the ideas of liberty, but he understands that you need to, your customers need to be treated well if they're going to continue to do business with you and say good things about you. 
SACL CAI. You can see their banners, the top one at the right-hand side of the page, freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 as we continue here. Uh, just, Michelle, let's let's re- <laughs> recap a little bit on what we just experienced. For those just tuning in, Michael called from Virginia to kind of uh, edify us regarding his particular theory that the Pope or the office of the Pope is the Antichrist, according to Michael, and there was a lot of, I guess, kind of roundabout explanation of that. Uh, but he was attempting to fortify his position that he believes that the the Pope's uh, office, so whoever holds the office of Pope, is at that time the Antichrist. And you were saying something right before we came back mm-hmm. from the, or right before we were finishing up the break here, and I thought it was worth saying on the air. Well, you know, people, um, whether they're Methodist, Baptist, Catholic, you know, non-believers, et cetera, will argue what Scripture does say and does not say. But I've never heard anyone argue one point, and it was, um, it's quoted as Jesus saying, "You are to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself," and that you will know. Um, you will know other Christians by their love and the fruit of fruit the, they bear. the fruit they bear. Right. And quite frankly, you know, I spend a great deal of time after seminary because I'm an argumentative person. I like to, you know, be right or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, proving other people wrong and proving myself right. And I did not win any souls to Christ. I didn't teach anyone about the love of Jesus. And so I... Not by arguing. No. And so I stepped back from that. Did and, you feel more whole inside as no, a result of winning those No, I didn't. I didn't. And it was it was very empty. And, and I ended up feeling actually sad because... Even you, you end up crushing people. Mm. So even if I were right, if this man that just called in, Michael, Michael, thank you, um, was right. I don't know that anyone listening would be won over to Christ, which yeah, is really that... the mission of being Christian. Right, is if Christianity evangelizing. Is, if if Christianity is love, I'd say that that's doing the opposite. Looking, knowing who the Antichrist is, or pretending to know, or believing you know who the Antichrist is. There's a lot of Catholic hating out there. A lot of it. A lot of people dislike Catholics for whatever reason. I don't know. I mean, they're not certainly they aren't vilified like Jews have been vilified throughout the the uh, centuries. But but Catholics are, are hated, and this just gives. I'm not saying Michael does that. I don't know, uh, but I can tell you this gives ammunition to those people. It just feeds their fire. It feeds the fires of hate. It does not feed the the warm glowing embers of love. Well, what is the point anyway of trying to out the Pope as the Antichrist? It it certainly does have that ring to it of that anti-Catholic uh, hatred. And as you say, we, he's not here to answer whether or not he hates Catholics. Uh, I wouldn't assume and ca- that he did. But Catholics hate Protestants and whatever. I've never heard that, but that may very well be true. I don't know. <clears throat> but what's the point of it? What's the point of spreading this information? I don't that I don't understand either. What's the Antichrist supposed to do? Look, I'm not too clear. I'm not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle, you are a very devout Christian. Mm-hmm. So you went to seminary, so you, you're familiar with this whole end of the world thing. What is the Antichrist <laughs> role? What What will the Antichrist allegedly do? Well, to go back a little bit, you know, people ask how Satan came to be, and Satan was it was an angel, right? Was an angel, Lucifer, who was the head Lightbringer? of yes, and the head of music. Mm-hmm. And was God's choir preacher? Yeah, guy. was cast <laughs> out, and so the Antichrist is going to essentially be the instrument of Satan that um, that 
connives people into believing that he is about peace when in fact he's about destruction. And so, you know, personally, end time prophecy is not my big thing. There are people that that's what they that they're committed to that, just like different people within the liberty movement are committed to different aspects. There are people within the the Christian community that are uh, committed to different things. And quite frankly, I that's not really my area of expertise. Um, so other than to say that the Antichrist is to bring about uh, the destruction of the ultimate destruction of man um, and set us upon one another, that's, you know, that's really all it's. Okay. Important. And then he ends up getting cast into the abyss and God ultimately wins. Love overcomes. And, you know, I mean, there are some that would love argue. Overcome, love overcomes evil, evil and casts it into an eternal fire. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Right. I know. Right. So, so there are different people who, who have different, different, different definitions of hell. And I know that mine and, and like my family's is clearly different than than a lot of other people's i don't even want to go there i'm gonna open up a can of worms <laughs> oh know? i love cans of worms <laughs> let's go back to how much we we don't we want to abolish the police state <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that one right well so I, I i understand we can always talk about the police and certainly we'll talk about whatever you want at 800-259-9231 i guess i still don't understand the point and of finding I don't out who either. The, of, of finding out who the Antichrist is? Yeah, of, of outing the Pope as the Antichrist. I mean, what's... If, in fact, that is who... Well, I Christians suppose... Christians aren't going to follow the Pope. Only Catholics are going to follow the Pope. But what are, what are the odds that the Pope's all of a sudden... Like, you said that he's declining in popularity. Right. What are the odds that all of a sudden the Pope's going to really, like, get hip and, uh, you know, all of a sudden attract this whole new youthful audience well, of people Well, let's just... That... If we're going to just <laughs> hypothesize... Mean, if we're going to hypothesize, what if the Pope were able to get together the um the heads of the middle east and have everyone uh turn their guns into plows and and well isn't that the prophecy is that the antichrist is supposed to like bring peace to the middle east Mm -hmm. is that the idea Mm -hmm. okay i don't know why that's such a bad thing i know you know why is that terrible Mm -hmm. there's speculation that uh this apocryphal writing of uh revelations named the antichrist because you couldn't really write this stuff this guy uh, john was uh you know put out in the island of patmos if he would have said nero is the antichrist he's the most evil person on the planet they just chopped his head off or crucified him or done something terrible mm-hmm. to him so he writes this apocryphal stuff and this is what sort of preterism um and i've been i've been reading up on this stuff and I, i'm liking what i see here is that it believes that all the prophecies were fulfilled inside of the first century because jesus said that there were uh, that that not everybody around him would be dead before he returned again now i don't know what that means but it's some kind of spiritual return. I, I don't know. Maybe it was the third day. I, I don't know exactly what all of these uh, well, the interpretations are. But I know that end times prophecies really only came about in the mid 19th century. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of Christianity between Jesus and the mid 19th century that didn't believe the world was going to come to an end next Thursday. Right. It's so, a new belief system. Yeah, it's a new belief system, and Christianity has been interpreted different ways throughout the I millennia. I think some things, though, were unfathomable. For example, it says that um, all people will be able to see Jesus at the same time mm-hmm. come. Well, I don't know if this is the case, but satellites, 
didn't have that capability a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Says that you will have to receive a mark that there, uh, you know, in order to trade, uh, I guess tattoos or something that there is going to be. So, so people now speculate that only now do we have the technology available to even make some of those things. Fathomable. One could could speculate that, but that doesn't change the fact that uh, this this idea of the end of the world started with Christianity started in the mid eighteenth mid nineteenth century when there wasn't the ability at that they, we didn't have uh, you know CNN. Oh, I'm running. sorry, I misunderstood what you were saying. You're saying that they thought that it was going to occur then, right? They were okay. they were just you know preaching these things. Well, mm-hmm. at the end of end of times in, in, for Christians has come many 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 times different mm-hmm. denominations, and they just keep on not guessing it right. The best thing to do is. <laughs> If you're going to stick stop with that, guessing. Right, stop guessing. <laughs> We're coming up here at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. How about focusing on loving people and forgiveness? Amen, and brother. That. Preach that it. Free Talk Live. You take control. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. We invite you to take control of these airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do that by becoming an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show, get more radio stations on board with the program, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can sign up with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right through our secure site at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, coming up, uh, Michelle, you're going to tell us here, I think probably in the third hour, about this E-Verify thing uh, and or something that's related to it, this program where the feds and other state governments are mandating that business owners run all of their potential employees through some sort of a government to check. check for illegals. Yeah, so-called. So, called. so uh, we'll, we'll tell you a little more about that. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, we will take your calls about absolutely anything. And you know what? I got some corrupt cop stories. So we'll share those with you as well. But first, Covington, Louisiana, right from the front page of freetalklive.com. It's unusual, but not unheard of. A 35-year-old North Shore man, this is from WDSU.com, uh, North Shore man was sentenced this month to life in prison following his fourth conviction not a murder not of rape not of arson but on marijuana charges mm. cornell hood's attorney said his client plans to appeal his sentence which sends him to jail for life under the state's habitual offender law mm. now frequently when uh we've talked about marijuana in the past or i've just talked about it in in person with with people i've been told by politicians that but no one goes to jail for pot. Right. And I'll point out examples of people that I know 
who've gone to jail for pot. And then they'll say, well, it wasn't their first offense. As though that it's... Well, what they mean is that nobody goes to jail for a little bag of marijuana in their pocket is what they believe. And I'd say that that's true mostly. On the first offense, that may be true, but on subsequent offenses, it's not true. I was sitting in jail with a, with a guy who was in jail because he had a bull pack's worth of pot on him. Wow. But it was the third time he'd been busted for having a very small amount of marijuana. In this case, mm-hmm. this guy uh, is going to jail for life. This is Louisiana, right? Correct. And so do they have, like California, do they have a three strikes? Apparently something okay. like that. Yeah, habitual offender loss. Uh, the punishment is not so much for this offense, but for the pattern of offending, according to a legal analyst. He said that a habitual offender, uh, habitual offender laws have been on the books for decades, and the Supreme Court has repeatedly declined to revise as cruel and unusual punishment, even very long sentences for repeat offenders. Still, some feel the punishment doesn't fit the crime. And that happens all the time, by the way, where punishments nowhere even come near fitting the crime. Here in New Hampshire, if you look at the Bill of Rights, so-called Bill of Rights, there's something in there that actually says, I don't remember which article it is, but one of them says that the punishment has to be concomitant with the severity of the crime. But yet you see people being locked in cages for months on end for crimes, so-called crimes that don't even have victims. Well, look at Curtis coming up. Was that 0.46 grams of yeah, the he marijuana had a joint cigarette? That he pass- he yeah. had a joint that he passed to somebody. 15 years or something? Yeah, they're looking to get seven years, I think, uh, out of mm. Curtis on that one. And just, I mean, Bob Constantine, who went to jail for growing some plants, he's still in jail now. Maybe I think he might be getting out at the end of this month, but he was sentenced to 60 days. And they wanted to get seven years out of that. But the idea that you should spend any time in a cage for not harming another human being clearly these are sentences that are beyond what they you know beyond the the severity of the crime but it's all for the for the statist uh, for the coercionist it's all about the system and the fact that the rule was broken it doesn't matter even they can subject some, some, some jerks in the capital made some rules and you broke the rule right. and you got to pay for it because those people represent us yeah they may even be able to acknowledge they may be able to consciously acknowledge that the rule is bad. They may even be able to agree that the, the rules should be changed. But while we have the rules, the rules must be enforced to the maximum extent possible because that's how you teach people right from wrong. You beat the hell out of them and punish them until they can't take it anymore. Of course, those same people know that cops don't give police officers or their families or people with the, you know, that work for the government speeding tickets. Uh-huh. They know that, the, that these things are generally not enforced in a level uh but you know way they know that that's that's true and they know that it's not even possible to make that happen it's a good thing you brought that up there's a great video over at uh, libertyontour.com i mentioned it earlier in the show tonight but for those of you just tuning in a demo from libertyontour.com is being stalked by a police officer in greenfield massachusetts at one point he calls the police to report that he's being stalked by an officer. Oh, no now, way. This is an interesting, <laughs> this is kind of a fun tactic yeah. where you usually get up some interesting video footage or some audio recording of, of what your encounter was with the, the cops that you call because, I mean, I don't think Adema really expected them to do anything about this, but just a call to say, hey, one of your cops is, uh, is harassing me. Can you do something about this? And they say, well, you know, you need to call. Uh, he, he tried to call a different department because he knew Greenfield wasn't going to do anything about their own officer. So he calls up the state police. And this state officer gets on the phone with him and says out loud, it's a very, it's a nice moment of honesty from a government bureaucrat. We don't police the police. Wow. There you go. Case closed. Mm -hmm. What's their role? 
Their role is to protect and serve themselves and the state, the idea of the state, because the state doesn't actually exist. It's just an idea. It's their God, essentially. Their role is to protect and serve their God, the concept of the state. They do not protect you from their own. They do not enforce the law against the police for the most part. And that cop was being very honest when he said that. I have to give him credit. I'm glad you broke, uh, brought up that point that they um, are there to serve their God, the state. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned before, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. and That is usually the tactic I use to approach with people why Christians ought to be anarchists or at least be repelled by, um, repulsed by the state. Because it requires idolatry. Instead of standing, putting a hand over a heart, chanting some sort of a pledge. Mm -hmm. Well, they're they're not actually anarchists because um, God would be their ruler. How could they they be an anarchist if God rules you? You're like a uh, a theocrat or theocracy. You can can be a theocrat, uh, you know. You could be a voluntarist. Yeah, for yourself, but a voluntarist, yeah. Yeah. So 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Back to the story here. Cornell Hood, again, going to jail now for life, prison for life, actually. And it's happening down in Louisiana. The habitual offender laws are at fault here. Uh, But it's not just the laws that are at fault. It's the human beings who are enforcing them that are actually at fault. Uh, Anthony Kephart says, in some states, marijuana is legal, so why put somebody away for life if you're making it legal in some states? What about rapists that are on the street that rape over and over, said Mary Roberts, who lives in Covington? Repeat offenders, murderers, they don't even get half. uh, They don't even get life half of the time. I think it's ridiculous. It's not a violent crime. In a written statement, the district attorney, Walter Reed, said, quote, now this is what the coercionist mindset is all about, quote, Louisiana has recognized the fact that career criminals should be subject to severe consequences when they refuse to live by the rules of our state. As such, the multiple offender statute was implemented and a mandatory penalty under the habitual offender law was imposed. Unquote. Yeah, well, this is a guy who makes his money through the, uh, you know, ba- basically off stolen money. People's uh, taxes go to them. Their taxes are threatened out of them. He doesn't have any problem with sending a nonviolent man to prison for the rest of his life and making you pay for it. Of course he doesn't. He doesn't have any problem with taking your money in a paycheck either. And then he can run for reelection on this tough on crime attitude that the district attorneys tend to love to push so hard. I convicted 3,000 habitual offenders and we put them in jail for life. Of course, he's not telling you that 2,900 of the 3,000 were a bunch of pot smokers. Thank you, Mayor Giuliani. What's that? I'm sorry. What's <laughs> that? that Giuliani. That was his big claim to fame. You know, that he cleaned up New York. And oh, really? He, you know, yeah. And, and, uh, and arrested, you know, peaceful people for. His big thing back then was Wall Street or whatever, and now it's marijuana. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the, the if we could just go back as a society and define and bring clarity to the word crime, imagine how much legislation and laws would simply just disappear. You know, well, there is some. <sighs> The state's version of crime, obviously, it has to be wider so they can interpret it in whatever way they want. But to me, the definition of crime should be very simple, that you are harming another human being, that you're aggressing against another human being, that you are causing them damage either personally in their, in their, in their body or to their, their property. Yes. I mean, that's what a crime should be. But the state has def- expanded the definition of crime to include whatever we say it is. Mm-hmm. So whenever we write some crap down on a piece of paper and you don't do exactly as we say, you are a criminal. And if you do it three times in a row, then you're a habitual criminal. 
uh, you're a career criminal, as this DA had suggested. I'd say this this, uh, Terrell fellow's biggest crime was staying in Louisiana. Yeah, that's true. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour number three is next. We'll talk about the E-Verify thing. Michelle's got some information about that. And take your calls about anything you want. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Gobble money. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site for free, so enjoy those. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites, we give it away at freetalklive.com, and you actually get to control the content of the site as well. You can vote on and submit things to the site, the most voted up Make it to the top and the front of the site over at freetalklive.com. So do go get interactive. Uh, That's just one of the many features that we give to you there, all completely free. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Once again, we go to your phone calls, 800-259-9231. Then Michelle's going to tell us about the E-Verify system. Uh, But first, we talk to Ted, listening in D.C. Ted, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, it's actually Ed from D.C. I apologize there. The uh, dance protest. That's okay, that's okay. Uh, I just uh, wanted to give you guys an update. I've got some exciting news. Is this really? Ed Dickey? I, um, hello, Miss Seven. How are you? You're going to talk to us about dancing at the Jefferson Memorial, aren't you? Man, there's been talk about this every single <laughs> night here on the show. This is one of the best Whoever promoted. their marketing guy is, is awesome. Ed Wood. This is one of the best promoted uh, instances of civil disobedience that I think I've heard about in advance. Uh, it's going to happen tomorrow afternoon, Saturday afternoon, noon to noon 30. It was noon to 3. I guess you guys have focused it down a little bit? Yes, we did. We, we figured that uh, this kind of thing could probably go really quick. Yeah, they're going to make they're gonna make their move on you. They're going to make it uh, right away, and it's probably a good idea. Uh, it was one of my critiques that I didn't actually speak was that three hours was going to be way too long because then you're going to have people showing up at three and two and one, and, and you're gonna, if, that would be more likely to scatter the, uh, the people that are going to show when you want to have those folks concentrated at one time. Exactly. Well, uh, we sent out an email to everyone and telling everybody, making everyone aware that this kind of uh, protest can go very quickly and to be there at uh, 12 o'clock sharp. With their cameras, uh, right? 
Oh, absolutely. So, Michelle, you familiar with what this is all about? I absolutely am. Ed is the same gentleman who was organizing the New Year's party that was going to be in New York that was to benefit the CD Evolution Fund that people just, it just didn't take hold. So I'm really happy to see that this is you know, spread like wildfire. Well, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I'm over at the silent dancing at the Jefferson Memorial Facebook event here. You've got 75 people who've indicated that they're going to show up. And I mean, if you can get half of that number, it'll be a tremendous success. You're going to have people out there dancing silently at the Jefferson Memorial. They're uh, going to be people with video cameras, presumably there to document. And this is all because they arrested a young lady a few years ago for doing the same thing, having some headphones in and and kind of celebrating Thomas Jefferson's birthday in her own private way. And they decided to arrest her for it. And the judge backed up the the state, of course. So uh, I think it's great news. What else is, uh, is worthy of mention here, Ed? Well, uh, you know, we did an interview this evening with uh, um, Russia Today on uh, Adam and the Ma- Adam versus the Man. We oh, did excellent. an interview with them today, and uh, but I'd say the most exciting news: uh, I just got off the phone with NBC, <gasps> and Woo, uh, they are. I did, and uh, NBC is coming tomorrow. Fantastic! Yeah, so they are the only ones that have actually confirmed uh, that they will be there. They wanted to do an interview with me tonight, but. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't available. I was uh, over at Russia Today Studios. That is so, outstanding. Uh, being left a message. Good, good on you for putting the word out. Did you have a media list in advance, or did you just kind of call and talk to an editor? How did you get that connection? I just went to Google and I searched for media, <laughs> for and I had a I had a list that was about a foot long of all local and national media. And uh, we, you know, drew up a, a, a press release, and we just blasted it out to all of them, and called them, and uh, just jumped all over them. And, uh, and like I said, you know, NBC uh, were really interested when I spoke to them a few days ago, and tonight they confirmed that they will be there tomorrow. Outstanding. They just want blood, Ed. You're aware of that, right? They, they just want to see activists drugged <laughs> to prison. Now, well, you know what? That's pretty much the point of what I am doing. It is about the First Amendment. But really, to me, what my goal is to bring out into the light of day the violence that is the state, mm-hmm. the, the violence that they commit against peaceful people every day. So I want the cameras there. I want them exposed for the violent monopoly that they are. I don't are. think you're going to have a success at that tomorrow. Odds are good they're going to stand down. If there are enough people there, number one, and number two, if the mainstream media is there, they're even less likely uh, to make a move. So Just a guess. It's my prediction, based on my ex- you know what limited experience I have in this realm. I don't do protests in D.C., though, so for all I know, they're going to you know crack some heads. Uh, but uh, you know, from my experience, generally, if you outnumber them, they don't make a move. If you've got mainstream media, they're not going to make a move. I would say that uh, you've probably already won this, but don't get cocky. Do, do you have yeah. uh, well, literature wanna... that you're going to be passing out that that's related to anything other than this? Because I know that all you guys are really involved in and the Fed and, and other things. So are you going to use this to segue um, into some other we, sort of thing? We sure do. Um, we've got one uh, a friend of ours, Garrett Fox, a really active activist. Um, he is going to be passing out uh, free state material and pork fest material. Ah, excellent, excellent. Right well, I was going to ask you about that, Ed. I mean, obviously, we like we like to talk about the free state project here. Are you a free state project participant? I am a free state project friend. Ah, I, see. I am. Uh, I would like to come up there when I can. I 
my ultimate goal is to be in New Hampshire eventually, but I'm not putting a timeline on it at this point. Well, that sounds like uh, the statement of intent. I mean, if you'll go take, take a look at the new statement of intent, it really just states that you intend to move. You can have a ranch here where you uh, have people go out and, and shoot big game on your ranch. I know that this is the biggest you. problem with, uh, with with the, the free, uh, libertarians and the Free State Project is it's a vow, and libertarians take their word very seriously. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, honestly, it's a ta- it's a statement of intent. You've just stated that you intend to move. You're qualified. You're coming up though, aren't you? Are you going to go to Porkfest? Oh, absolutely! I wouldn't miss it for the world. Oh, fantastic! Were you at Porkfest last year? I was, and, I, and actually I met you, Ian, and, and I met Mark for the oh, first excellent. time. It was very exciting. I finally got to meet uh, the beautiful Miss uh, Michelle Seven for the first time, and uh, it, it was a life-changing experience. Uh, uh, I am now a voluntarist. I am a voluntarist. You know, yeah. we need to have like a civil disobedience roundtable now that we've got the uh, kind of civil disobedience is cropping up now in other places, which mm-hmm. is nice to see happen, because it was really New Hampshire where I first started to see that civil disobedience could even exist in the liberty movement mm-hmm. prior to the Free State Project and folks like Russell Canning and Lauren Canario, some of the earlier civil disobedience up here. I'd never even heard of anybody in the liberty movement doing civil disobedience, and now it's cropping up down in Orange County, Florida, in the Orlando area. We're seeing a major civil disobedience incident coming up here the, tomorrow in D.C. Uh, so maybe we can get John Kurtz and uh, and yourself together and some of the other disobedience to uh, have a little powwow session or something. That'd be fun. Sounds like a great idea. Hey, good luck tomorrow, Ed. Anything else you want to share? Uh, I just want to say thank you to you and Mark and Michelle and uh, Jason Talley and, and Pete Air and uh, just uh, and Garrett Fox and and just all the whole, the whole group, everyone just uh, coming together and and, uh, and making this thing work. Uh, you know, it's just been a couple of days and it's just exploded, and um, we're all very excited. Thanks for the call tonight, Ed. Good luck tomorrow. Again, a bunch of people, probably dozens. Uh, people will be gathering at the Jefferson Memorial in Washington, D.C. tomorrow from noon to noon 30, and they will be dancing, and they possibly could be arrested for this. And it's silent dancing, right? That's the intention. I mean, if somebody brings a boom box, I mean, they probably won't be able to stop them, so I don't know. Right. Which is interesting. I, I took Aziza there when we were out uh, for a conference for Future Freedom Foundation a couple years ago. And uh, we went up to the Jefferson Memorial and it's, you know, it's beautiful and it's it's something to see. But, um, you know, there was screaming. There were kids there on doing their um, field trips and things mm-hmm. and they were running around and yelling and, you know, commotion. So I, I guess I didn't get the backstory on why... The was it the dancing itself, or the noise, or the irreverence? There wouldn't have been much noise involved because she didn't have she had her headphones in when she was arrested. I see. So I think it was just simply really not clear. It was done. She um, wasn't a child, so it was easier to pick on her. It was Mm -hmm. weird, and that's really what it's all about. Kids running around and screaming is common. Mm. Um, You know, a few people. She was hip thrusting. People, a few people (laughs) going at midnight on a Saturday night to celebrate uh, Thomas Jefferson's birthday by doing some expressive dancing. That's weird. That's why they went after it. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. You can take control of these airwaves. Bring up anything you'd like. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. 
To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. We've got news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first. If you are on our news updates list, you can go and get signed up and follow us in whatever way works best for you. Perhaps you prefer email or Twitter or Facebook, we've got all three of those delivery options for you, and they're all free, of course. So go to news.freetalklive.com to go get signed up for free. That's news.freetalklive.com. The toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. So, Michelle, you wanted to talk about the uh, Vera... What was it? E-verify. Vera? E-verify. Well, uh, you had said Vera-check before. Right. Is that and something I mis- different? I misspoke, yes. Okay, E-verify is what mm-hmm. I was thinking you were going to tell yep. us about. And we've heard about this. It's been kind of floating around out there for a few years. We talked about it years ago when mm-hmm. they first originally put it forward, and they created what it was called at the time a voluntary program. Right. The federal government uh, introduced this E-verify system, which is some sort of a electronic system where when you are an employer if somebody is applying for a job you must run well if you're volunteering you volunteer to run their information through this system initially it was for federal employees only and then it became and then it was for federally uh contracted employees who are civil employees and then so i mean it just keeps expanding and then the, the when i had heard about it it must have been after that, because mm-hmm. when I heard about it, it was a voluntary program for any business at that mm-hmm. point. And I know that Dunkin' Donuts, for instance, was uh, all proud of how they're, we're, you verify, mm-hmm. you're Dunkin' Donuts. And so there are a number of businesses that have kind of jumped on this police state bandwagon where they're checking right. identification and checking potential employees against a federal database. And so there, I mean, there are all kinds of reasons why this is a really bad idea. Well, legislation passed yesterday in for Arizona making it um, mandatory for all really? businesses. And in the event that they don't comply, then they'll have their business license revoked. Oh, my. Yeah. And this They're passed, calling it the uh, business death penalty. This passed through the governor. This is like a done deal. Yeah. Wow. And Republicans are celebrating this. And it, it made me, what made me think of it was. Because they're fascists. Earlier, yes, yeah. Mark, you were making the comment about how they're, you know, Arizona and, and that they are, have reduced, the Republicans have reduced their, their constituency um, because they're they're intolerant, they're intolerant yeah. of Hispanics and and what have you, and and now you the oh no no Michelle right. no no we love immigrants we just love legal immigrants right. I'm not a racist. If you have to go to a Republican rally and you just take a look around, you'll find that there's a you know there's a a, a dearth. Of sort of uh, the, the variety of people, it, mostly it, white guys. It, it has that tendency, <laughs> and I'm not saying that the average Republican's a bigot. I'm not saying that. No. But what I am saying is, is that hey, Arnold black- Schwarzenegger had sex with the Mexican and got her pregnant. So obviously he's and she was a maid. So I don't he's think not, that- He's not economic. <laughs> he's not. He doesn't believe in any socioeconomic or racial, I, you know, bigotry. I, I'd have to the say Republicans that to, say he's not a real Republican. The average oh, okay, bigot will still have sex with somebody. <laughs> of a different race, okay. okay. Um, so I, I really don't think that means anything. But the uh, the, the point that I'm I'm going to make here is that. 
black people tend to think of the Republican Party as the party that the KKK votes for. And I suspect Mm -hmm. that members of the KKK, when they vote, vote for the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. I would say that that uh, would tend to be the case. I would say also that Mexicans and people of uh, Central American descent believe that many Republicans think that maybe they're illegal and don't like their relatives that are illegal or whatever. And it, it gives them the impression that, well, maybe if I want my family and friends to come to this country, I should vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. You know, gay people, they know who they should vote for. The Republican Party, whether it likes it or not, has become the party of exclusion, not the party of inclusion. And it can only die as a result. The 2010 census report just you know, showed, look, and I'm going to talk frankly about uh, ethnicity here. I don't really believe in ethnicity. I've forsworn my own race. I don't believe I have one. I have a human race. Right. And, mm. and, you know, I just don't believe that these things are important. But if you want to talk about the census and its racial reports, white people are diminishing in this country. Hispanic people are increasing. Because we're also crotchy. No one's having sex. <laughs> I don't know that the, whether they're having sex or not. They're not having kids. And... If the Republican Party wants to be viable, it needs to figure out a path for citizenship. Well, it right doesn't here, want to do that. There's a path for citizenship. You just got to go down to INS and apply. Yeah, go tell yeah. them you're illegal. It's Okay, but supposedly Republicans have been pro-business. This legislation is very anti-business, if you ask me. So I don't know why, it, by your argument, why it's pro the businesses that love America. Yeah, the pro-patriotic businesses. Well, that's what it's all about. It's all about doing whatever is right for the state uh and it this that's, and that's what, this what fascism is, is. and yeah. you didn't really just you toss the word out there without an explanation i imagine yeah, some you. people don't like it but that's in fact what it's all about mm-hmm. fascism is the state over the individual right don't tell me you believe in individual liberty don't tell me you believe in business freedom if at the same time you are of the mindset that all businesses must pay taxes right. and that all businesses must act as tax collectors uh, for the government and that all businesses must now check the so-called citizenship status mm-hmm. of each individual that wants to just come in and provide a service for that business and actually work for that uh, that business. And it's you outrageous. Mentioned, you mentioned that when you first heard about this, it was um, voluntary by businesses, etc. And it was our prediction that it was yep. going to go from being voluntary to being mandatory on everybody. I, showed, on I looked at several maps that have gone over, you know, since it started, and um, the number of states now it's not businesses that are signing up for this but actual states and in california i believe that there are nine uh, counties that mm. have signed up for this not the entire state but nine counties that have signed up for, what do you mean by signed up like it's mandatory it's there? mandatory that all, all, all businesses. businesses within that county so it's now it's not even a voluntary business Jeez. to business thing i mean if, if it was a business thing i could say oh well they participate in this i'm not going to go there but now it's mandated by the state yep. and the legislation now is they're asking to have this be a federal well and what for all states of course they are and that's it's inevitable that that's going to happen mm-hmm. But what business owner is going to have the courage to buck this? What business owner is Done. going to say, wow, this is the, the final straw. This is it. Well, I cannot. Here's how they buck it, Ian. This is, uh, they're not going to do it the way you want them to do it. I'm sorry that that's the case. What they are going to do is, as many farmers have done, they're going to sell their land in the United States for whatever the they can get out. for it. They're going to move across the border where they can get the cheap labor, mm-hmm. and then they're going to ship the stuff in via NAFTA. This is Americans exporting jobs. This is Republicans 
demanding the jobs be exported from this country. The same ones that'll cry, we've got the jobs are leaving America. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. It's because of your stupid immigration and policy, among the other unions, reasons. They'll blame the unions. They'll blame employees, saying that employees you know, want benefits that are too high, etc. They want too high wages. They want to this, so they have to go elsewhere, when in fact... They're really cutting off their nose to spite their face with all this increased legislation and not restrictions. To, not to mention that these people have to, to eat, drive cars, they have to eat food, they have to live in houses. All these illegals, if you want to call them that, they have to consume things. You want to solve the housing crisis in America? Open the borders, let hardworking people come here, and don't yep. let them take a thing from anybody to get rid of the, the welfare and the, 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 the mandatory hospitals. The, There's know, another visits. little nasty side effect. Uh, besides the whole fascist aspect of this, just the, the reality aspect of failure of mm-hmm. the system. Mm-hmm. False positives, for instance. Right. Um, and I don't know what the statistics are on that, but uh, you know that like with the no-fly list, there's going to be names that come up as, you can't work in America, but you are a so-called citizen. We'll come back with more. It's free talk live. This program is brought to you by freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll free, bring up whatever you want. Shell's head banging here in the studio. You can dial in at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there, free listening options. We've got them, broadband and dial-up versions of the show. Around the clock, 24 hours a day, we're streaming the latest episode of Free Talk Live. So head on over there to listen.freetalklive.com. You can get tuned in that way. And you'll also learn more about other listening options, like our 98 great radio stations across the country, that carry the show at various times throughout the week. Satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, as well as our free-to-air satellite channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. And get all the details over at listen.freetalklive.com. By the way, coming up here in just a few weeks from now, the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011, the biggest liberty-oriented event of the year. We're going to be there, well... I heard Michelle's not coming this year. But Mark and I are going to be there. We'll be there. A lot of our other co-hosts uh, will be as well. Lots of Everyone except for me is going to be there. Lots of liberty-minded people are going to be there. Ed, who called in from D.C., he's coming up. I think John Kurtz, if he's not in jail from Orlando, civil disobedience superstar from down there, is going to be there. Julian Heiklin. Catherine uh, Bleich. Catherine John Bleich Bush. is coming back up. They That's wouldn't right. miss it. I mean, all yep. kinds of names within the liberty movement will be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But more importantly, hundreds of like-minded people will be there that you probably never heard of but that doesn't mean they're not interesting that doesn't mean that you won't have great conversations with them and meet meet new people make new connections you'll network. be disappointed you have to sleep you're camping so for whatever reason it, you don't have to sleep as much when you camp no I but know. i mean there's just that? like st- there are conversations to be had and things to do 24 7 while you're there it is a busy busy place uh, it's uh, going to probably be around a thousand people if things are similar to what they were last year maybe a little bit better than last year uh it just keeps getting better year after year more people participate in the agora alley where and this i think this time they're calling it agora valley because it's expanding there are going to be more people that are going to be retailing their wares uh whether that means stuff that they've made 
you know, crafty kind of things. George's or, baklava or is food, there. Mm-hmm. Various different types of food, uh, all being sold without permits, without begging the government's permission, which is how business should be done. Yep. You should be doing business without asking the government's permission first. I know it's scary. The government's a scary group of people. They're men and women who use the threat of violence in order to uh, force their way on others. But the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a time at which you can actually act as though you're a free human being. Uh, it's just the, the atmosphere of freedom is just so pervasive at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You just have to be there to experience what it's like. I mean, you heard Ed earlier. He said he wouldn't miss it. So uh, right. you can go to Porkfest.com to get registered. It's not too late. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. Porkfest.com. You can use our discount code, which is Free Talk Live. Just run together with no spaces. Free Talk Live to save yourself 20% on your registration. I believe the hotel's been long sold out. Uh, if you want a hotel room, you probably have to go to another hotel in the area down the road somewhere. I think that there are still some RV spaces available. They're being sold as regular campsites. So I, I'm, I'm not sure what the status of the regular campsites is, but I know they were close to being sold out the last time I checked. Uh, the event is still – it's still possible for you to get into this thing. And I think there's details on people that are going to be carpooling up over at Porkfest.com and all kinds of schedule information as to what's happening, things like uh, the, the various different musical events that are happening, family fun events will be happening, parties like Big Bu- uh, Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party. That's going to be happening happening this year again. Uh, lots of fun stuff. She's upset that I'm not going to come pole dance, though. I don't blame her. <laughs> so, uh, porkfest.com. Go learn more. Get signed up and uh, come on up and meet hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people and see what it's like to be around a community mm-hmm. of liberty activists. It's outstanding. Uh, so, 800-259-9231. Let's go to you. Your phone calls. Charles, listening in West Virginia. Charles, you're on Free Talk Live, listening to WVTS. Hello there. How are you? Hey, um, What's on your mind? I'd like to say I'm all for liberty and all like that, and the government does go way too far with uh, uh, trampling people's rights. But mm-hmm. as far as this thing with the border, sir, don't you agree that if you let people come over illegally and they come over here and get a job and send their money back to Mexico, where even though our dollars... <laughs> You know, it's in bad shape. It's still not in bad shape as the peso. Um, what's that doing to our country? Our, our dollars are going over there. Oftentimes, the uh, taxes aren't being paid on those dollars. You have a good point. Me- you have a good point. Can I ask you a question about that? Yes, ma'am. Now, how, yep. do you, how do you feel about people that bring money in from other countries into this one? Because well, because sorry. I know a lot of I know a lot of Arab people and and that have a lot of money, and they don't earn money here in the United States. Their money is is made elsewhere, and they bring it into this country. Should we also prevent them from bringing money in for the good of their countries? Right? Yeah. I mean, if it's ju- if it's right and just. Yeah, I mean, I should I t- should I tell my ex husband not to spend a million dollars a year in the United States, and we'll keep. Uh, Juanita Conchita from sending her, you know, $4,000? I'd also have to ask. I'd like to get an answer first before you uh, ask another question. Charles? Okay. Um, I'm not sure it's the same thing that we're talking about. What I'm talking about what? is people that aren't paying taxes here, that live here, sending their money across the border, essentially so that their families can be... Um, you know, they can come work for minimum wage here, send a minimum wage paycheck back, and that's like a middle-class living. That's their money. Why can't Mexico. they do it the, what they want? It's their money. I thought you supported freedom. 
Then you start. I do support freedom. I do support freedom, and I love this country. Well, isn't freedom all about being able to control yourself and the money that you earn? I mean, isn't that one of the most important aspects of freedom? Um. Yes, sir. Okay. um, The Constitution, you know, is. There's a correct way to enter this country, and if you're going to come over So, here, hold on a second. So, if, what you're saying is if you bow down and lick the boots of some bureaucrats, then uh, – and you jump through whatever hoops they put up for you and pay all the arbitrary fees that they charge you because it's, it's hell getting uh, into this country legally. But if you jump, manage to successfully jump through all those hoops, is it then okay in your mind to send money to a family member that lives elsewhere? I would suggest if you're going to send money to them, send them the money to here the correct way so that huh. if you're going to come here and you truly love this country, you're going to try and build this country up. You, well, you're probably going to love this country if this country allows you to be free. And one of those ways is to support the people that you have in other countries, plus the fact that they can't move their family over here. I mean, they'd love, probably love to do that to uh, enjoy the benefits of this place, but, you know, it's that much more dangerous to move grandma across the Rio Grande and the, the, the border fence and all that other stuff. I'm sure they'd love to do this, but, you know, that they, the, the government has created a situation where they can't come across. Now, you mentioned the Constitution. Uh, the first laws, uh, you know, uh, dealing with immigration really weren't instituted until the late 19th century. Well, uh, uh, about a hundred years after the Constitution was put in place, so what's your and, and they were actually to uh, keep Chinamen from coming in and taking white people's jobs over in California. How about them damn Irish. Yeah, and uh, don't forget the Irish people. And, and can the you fact please is, not illegal, breathe into the phone? I'm sorry. Otherwise, we're gonna have to like turn your phone off or something. Ill- illegal immigration has uh, you know it, immigration has become far more arduous in the last two decades as far as the paperwork and the money and all the things that go into it than it ever was before. So the idea that you can compare, say, your the way your family came across to the way it is now is really ludicrous. It's, I mean, I'm saying you were doing that. I'm just it's, saying it's that, uninformed as to what the reality of it's, that it's is. It's just incredibly difficult. Charles? Yes, sir. Any other thoughts you want to share? No, sir. I appreciate your time. And, Charles, uh, I, I still have another I question for your you. Program. I have another question okay. for you if you want to stick with us here because I didn't get a clear answer from you before. So your objection is with people who are coming here without jumping through the government's arbitrary hoops. You think that's a problem. Um, I say people that disobey the government, uh, you know, as long as they're being peaceful, are heroes. But nonetheless, so you say that's a problem. So what if somebody does jump through all the hoops and pays all the fines and the fees or whatever, and they are application fees, etc., and they become a so-called citizen? Is it then still a problem for you for them to send their money, their extra money that they've earned to their family members in another country? No, sir, because at that point they're absolutely paying taxes. Which this country, you know, we're never. What if you pay found out that a lot of immigrants were paying taxes? What if I don't pay taxes. Well, should I leave? Ooh, good question. What do you think about that one, Charles? Pay taxes. Oh. I don't pay income or capital gains. Should I leave? Um, no, ma'am. But oh, I, I see. I'll I tell you what. I Thanks for the call. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. 
Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts here tonight in this, uh, these remaining moments. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you a lot of features there. And they're all free. In fact, uh, the podcast, archives, etc., MP3s, those are all free for you. And now and then we tack a little something on to the end of those, Mark. They're your interview series. You've been doing them for over a year now, I think. I'm not sure when you kicked that off. It's been a while. It's been some time. Um, This this evening I uh, interviewed Tim Cummins from... Uh, he does verbal surgery. It's a podcast yeah. at verbalsurgery.com. As a matter of fact, it's available on iTunes under the uh, self-help category. It's a great little podcast. You, you can listen to the interview uh, at the end of the show. If you listen to the podcast, you have right. to go to freetalklive.com. I think it's wait till about oh, 11, 1130 tonight, and it should be available up there. Whenever I get my button gear and get it done, yeah, it will be available. That's about right. Uh, and by the way, also on the website, you can see the Bitcoin logo. It's now up in the top right of the website. And go to Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, go to Bitcoin. Freetalklive.com to get there real quick. Like, and it'll give you details on how you can send bitcoins to us. Should you like to uh, send a Bitcoin contribution into the show, you may do so. Uh, Bitcoin is kind of the hot new thing in the digital scene. Yeah, what is a Bitcoin? A, a Bitcoin is kind of like internet cash. It is a uh, decentralized anonymous internet currency it's gaining popularity every day it's free to use free to accept and free from inflation forever you can use bitcoins anywhere in the world and their value seems to only be growing with time you can learn more by going to weusecoins.org the us dollar all the other international currencies they're going down in value over time bitcoins are going up WeUseCoins.org. I still don't understand what they are, though, and I am really curious. Like, okay, so you say that they're inflation-proof. You say There's a that- neat video at WeUseCoins.org that will probably make okay. this simple, but to try to describe it to you briefly, it's a decentralized currency. There's no bank that issues these. Mm-hmm. They exist because people want them and they participate in, in this Bitcoin network uh, where you run Bitcoin software and each of these Bitcoin softwares are interconnected with one another. It's kind of mm-hmm. a peer-to-peer software thing. Uh, transactions are verified by the network. There's all kinds of security involved in this. And so it, so it just basically – you use Federal Reserve notes to purchase Bitcoin You can use whatever currency. you want to purchase okay. Bitcoins. And bitcoins can be transferred with no fees. Uh, it's a really nice, oh, nice currency, and it's just been dramatically increasing uh, over the last few months. Has dramatically increased in in value, cool. as compared to the U.S. dollar. And this is international. It is yeah, exciting in the world. Woo. Yeah, and there's all kinds of neat things that can be done with bitcoins as a result of that. But weusecoins.org. Take a moment. They've got a video there that uh, probably does a I lot better will. than we do uh, explaining things. So, by the way, uh, coming up here, it's Memorial Day weekend. That means we're coming to work. We'll be here doing this show Saturday night and Monday uh, night as well. And I believe our our Sunday night folks will be here on Sunday night also. So doing the internet-only show on Sunday nights. Uh, but Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition will go on as normal. Mark and I will both be here for it. And You're then, not going to take a national holiday and go have a hamburger no. or a hot dog? I may have a hamburger, but I, I'm not going to take a holiday. Need a hamburger and still do the show. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And of course, we'll inevitably talk about Memorial Day at some point, And I'm sure somebody will be offended in our listening audience. I want a beer-boiled bratwurst. That's what I'm going to have or right. two. So let's continue here. Uh, we'll take your phone calls about what you want. Clark is listening in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Clark. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, I was calling in to let you guys know that uh, 
the whole deal down in Texas with the TSA checkpoint thing. Um, it's kind of a heated debate over that. I decided, you know, I said, you know, there's a lot of people that probably think like me. Um, I'm going to call American Airlines and let them know that I have not flown ever since they started the TSA checkpoint stuff. and Good for you. Now, what specifically are you talking about? Are you, you're talking about just having the TSA at now the airport? Now they're going to make Texas a no-fly zone. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Mm. Well, no, they're not because Texas backed, uh, the Texas politicians backed down. So yeah, they wimped out. Right. The idea was that they were <laughs> going to ban the TSA from molesting people, and yep. the federal government stepped in and said, well, if you do that, we're going to make your whole state a no-fly zone. And so the senators chickened out, and they pulled the bill. Can yep. you imagine that, too? Because how many, um, so no congressman or senator would be able to fly back home to Texas, not to mention the, uh, well, the, none of the sports athletes or, or whatever. I mean, you know, there are so many people that would require, that have money, yes, you know, that really could have band together on this one. It's a shame. Yeah, I just told American Airlines, I said, look, uh, you know, probably one in a million would do what I do, and I, you know, I picked up the phone and called them, and I mm-hmm. said, "I'm not intent. I don't intend to fly until things are like pre nine eleven era. I'm tired of this shit." You're never, you're never flying me. again. We got to let you go, but thank you for the call tonight. Can't let uh, that kind of word go on the air, but it just barely it, made it past. Yeah, yeah he, he knew did. as soon as he did. He yeah, was like, he oh, did. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. A shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there has been a shift in policy uh, <laughs> as far as the TSA. Uh, yeah, man, you're not you're not flying again because odds are good this is not going to change anytime soon until the federal government completely implodes. I don't think the TSA is going away. Yeah, but the, the thing it, the thing here is is it's sort of the the unseen the. Airlines don't realize how much – I don't think they even know how, how many of their, their passengers just aren't flying anymore because they don't want to get molested by the TSA. Mm-hmm. And it's been getting progressive over time. And But the, the TSA didn't care. The TSA doesn't care. They don't make more – they're going to make just as much That's, money exactly. if nobody comes through the line the, as if somebody does. I would fly back to the West Coast at least once a month from here so I could go see my mom if it wasn't for that. And I'd fly I haven't, I haven't flown back. I haven't mm. flown back there for since 9-11. I'd fly more down to uh, Florida if, mm-hmm. it, if, if it wasn't just such a pain to do. Mm-hmm. Let's continue with you. Your calls. Talk to John listening in Norfolk to WTAR. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hey what's on your mind? Um, well, that earlier caller, that's exactly right. I mean, simply call them and don't support it because we are still a capitalist society. And if you don't support it, it will change. Well, it okay. will change, but it doesn't mean that uh, it's the TSA is going to go away because as no, 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 they're it, not. Yeah, they I don't mean, care whether the airlines succeed or fail. They, they'll <laughs> sit back and collect right. the same amount of budget every single year as the airlines begin, you know, imploding and, well, and eating and the themselves airlines alive. are subsidized. And you mentioned <laughs> that this is a capitalist society. This is not a free market society, though. This is there's no Anyhow, free market. Let him go. Well, you got to look at what would eventually happen. If the, T, if the TSA is sitting there getting their paycheck and people are not flying, then they're not collecting the taxes on the fuel that's being purchased for it nor the tickets. So the taxes pay the TSA and we get in the situation where we are right now. I think a lot of people have finally just come to the point, I'm not going to support it. And they simply don't. I, I agree yeah. that a lot of people are coming to that point, but I, I, you know, the government is so terrible at responding to marketplace, uh, you know, sort of things going on. The TSA's budget doesn't necessarily come from the the airlines as much as it comes from, you know, the general fund. Anyhow, it's it's getting better, believe it or not. The further they is get it? into the red, the better it's getting. The okay? further the airlines yeah. get into the red. No, no, the government. 
because see they're look, they're looking at a situation right now where people will no longer buy the U.S. United States savings bonds. Yeah. Simply because they've gone absolutely completely out of control with all their uh, programs, if you will. Anyhow, back to the USC code laws that you were talking about earlier, like read the bill statutes. Mm. The United States code, they're all called USC codes or acts. They do not override the Constitution for Americans. They only apply to United States citizens or individuals who haven't yet got their citizenship papers. Oh gosh, you're going to go there, and it's the end of the show nearly, and I—that's I, oh, just going to—you're going to break my heart. You're, Why, you should, because he's going to well, bring up the whole citizen thing and how it doesn't apply. He just got through well, saying that. What about the Homeland Security and and the uh, USA Patriot Act? You're going to tell me that those acts and those codes don't apply they, to people they, who are who are like me, who doesn't claim to be a citizen? Look, here it is. You're not a citizen of the United States government, or right? you're not their property. You and I, neither one of us are. We are Americans. We have all of the uh, uh, freedoms given to us through the United, through the Constitution. Okay, I, I, I agree with you partially. Uh, I agree with you that right. I'm not a citizen. Well, uh, and I agree with you signed, that I was born on this plot of land. But I don't agree with right. you that a piece of paper gave me freedom. The constitutions yes, are the Constitution is a set of rules for the government to follow. The Bill of Rights hey, outlines the rights that everyone has because by virtue of them being human beings, and the government is to, supposed to respect those rights. They were not granted rights by a piece of paper. This is it's granted rights by God. It's just the men who wrote the Constitution wrote it down in words. Now, the United States government was formed to enforce uh, all other countries to give us those rights. Their job is to make sure we have those rights. But if we become United States citizens, we become the property of the United States government. I, I get what you're saying, military. and I don't, you know, like I say, I agree with you. Nobody's a citizen. It's not possible to be a citizen because the government refuses to uh, provide any kind of obligation to protect anybody. However, well, if you try to tell a man in a robe this, it's not going to save you from being put in a cage. And that's the reality. And well, I wish we had more well, time probably. to talk to you, dude. Call us again tomorrow night or the, you know, Monday or whenever, and we can get into this further. Because I think there's some nuances here that we don't have time to cover right now. We'll be back uh, tomorrow for the Memorial Day weekend edition of Free Talk Live. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post. And I have with me a repeat. It's Tim Cummins. Tim, are you there? Come on, baby. Let's go. Now, Tim, you do a podcast called Verbal Surgery. I listen to this podcast. I enjoy uh, hearing it. And you you hit a sort of a milestone recently. Is that right? Well, it was a big day. We had uh, last week went to the 10,000th download. So that's 10,000 downloads of that sweet old verbal surgery coming right between your ears, baby. And I can't think of anything better and Free Talk Live listeners checking it out too, man. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I've, I've got to say, I listen to Verbal Surgery and I get something out of it. You know, uh, certainly your your positive attitude is is over the top, but I think that that's kind of necessary for the podcast that you do. It's intended to work on your brain, and I I believe that no matter what, when you listen to Verbal Surgery, you're going to feel better after you listen to it than you did when you started. 
That's exactly right, Mark. I mean, nobody's ever told me, you know, Tim, you're a nuanced kind of guy. I'm about as subtle <laughs> as nuclear weapons, man. You know what I'm talking about? And I think when it comes to making people feel good, and telling people how awesome you are. Mark Edge, I am a gigantic fan of you and Ian, and, and you guys are awesome, baby. And the people that live to, that listen to this show are the best dadgum radio listeners on the planet, man. And so when you get psyched up like that and listen to people tell you how great you are, I don't think it can do anything but just help you feel better right now, Mark. And I think that, that I think it's absolutely true. So you know, you you provide them something that makes them feel better. It's easier to be uh, good, be uh, loving in the world when you feel good. It's easy to be nasty when you feel bad. It's easy to be loving when you feel good. And love really is the only thing that can change the world. And this is what we're talking about every night on Free Talk Live: is changing the world. That is exactly right, pal, because the, the bottom line is you need to feel good about yourself, and you are an awesome person, Mark Edge, and the people who listen to this are awesome as well. And when you approach the world from a good perspective and you give love, give kind thoughts, give positive words out, it is a cycle that repeats itself. People will immediately respond to you in very powerful, positive ways. And as that cycle keeps going over and over and that ripple effect goes out throughout the world, let me tell you, you can make a difference not only in your life, but the way to make this planet better right now, pal. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's, it's, so, it's so difficult to get something good going when you don't feel good on the inside. And, that, and verbal surgery is certainly a good way for many people to get that positive mental attitude that they need. So um, how do people listen to verbal surgery, Tim? Well, go online. I've got these podcasts. Everything is free. I have my own day job doing community development so my bills are paid, and just like Free Talk Live is an archive for free, that's the same way I approach verbal surgery. I've got these podcasts out there. Take a listen to it and fail for yourself how this makes you feel different. I've got a couple of themes in there that I stress. One of them is be very careful about what you say to people. Mm-hmm. So if Your words you, are powerful. I'm telling you, they absolutely are powerful. And not only the words that you say to other people's, but the words that you say to yourself, Mark. I think a lot of times we defeat ourselves by our own negative thought presses, the negative words that we tell ourselves when we say, well, I can't do that, so why should I try? That's complete nonsense because you're an incredible person with amazing talent. And just by you listening to a show like Free Talk Live, that says something about you that you're looking to change the world and make it a better place. And when you go on to verbalsurgery.com and check out those podcasts, you will feel better. You will make changes in your life because everything that goes on inside your brain stays there. And when you put verbal surgery inside your head, believe me, baby, you're going to feel better. You're, gonna, you're not even going to know why you're walking down the street feeling better and smiling and singing to yourself that I know because it's verbal surgery right between your ears, man. Go get it. Now, uh, you do the, the, each verbal surgery, each podcast is different. How do they differ? Um, what, what's, what's your opinion of how they differ? Well, they're based on what I call my proverbs. I kind of think of them as 
as Ben Franklin on steroids. And I don't know how many of y'all do Twitter or anything like that. I've got about 80,000 followers on Twitter. Jeez. I don't really do status updates like, uh, you know, hey, man, I just had a great steak today. I went to Cafe Istanbul. It was awesome Turkish food, actually. But I, all I do is these kind of short, one-liner, one-line, feel-good kind of thoughts. And so I will go through a lot of times with the, the tweets that are the most retweeted that people seem to resonate with. Mm-hmm. And then I will say, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to just go at this thing and just extemporaneously just whipping on a man at full blast. I try to get that passion going just at a, the most intense level possible because I believe as I start talking about that, that passion, and I hope you're feeling that even as you're listening to this right now, that this intensity, this passion to make you feel good changes people. And to have very simple thoughts like, listen, you can do this, but you've got to break it down to the very smallest step possible to get started. Things like that, very practical Make your life better right now. That's what I'm about, Mark, is small changes, but making your life better, making you feel better right now. That's what it's all about, pal. Yeah, and, you know, you have control over your own emotions. The world doesn't create your emotions you do. And there are ways that you can affect your own emotions. And one of those ways is verbal surgery. It's a it's a nice way to just, you know, if, if things are going poorly for you, you turn this on, it can make you feel better. If things are just going ordinary for you, it'll make you feel great. And I recommend that people go to verbalsurgery.com and, uh, and, and download a few of these, try them out. You know, I don't think that verbal surgery is for everybody, but I think that it's for more people than might imagine. I I agree with you. I mean, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, man. Some people may want to just hang out and just be depressed. Right. It, it's, it's, that's like, there's... You're not going to want to hang around me if you're a downer, Mark. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, I'm uh, for one, I, because I'm a believer in, you know, you, you become like who you hang out with. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very careful about the people. And if they're constantly a downer, talking negative, how the world sucks, how life sucks, Listen, you, you start to incorporate that. And let me tell you, life is awesome, baby. We are living in an incredible planet at a time in history that is just absolutely amazing. And to be anything but just excited about your life and what's going on, I don't care about the economy or whatever. Listen, you absolutely do choose how you're going to feel. You pretty much decide for yourself how happy you're going to feel. And when you listen to verbal surgery, those just thoughts that just come right into your head with, uh, you know, again, I'm not very subtle, Mark, so it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I think that people need help and need to feel good. And when they listen to verbal surgery, I believe they do. I, I would agree. I, I recommend uh, everybody go verbalsurgery.com. Check it out. Tim Cummins, thank you for the interview here. And, um, you know, what, what are, do you know some of the things that might be coming up on verbal surgery? Well, I will put it to you this way, Mark. If you have some particular things you would like me to talk about, I would love to get those emails because I try to address the needs that people really have. But I can tell you the overall themes I come back to, number one, love yourself, man. Feel good about yourself because you're awesome. That's a big one. Number two, be very careful about what you say to yourself. Number three, action brings success. If you want, listen, that's why I'm so proud about what you and Ian have done, Mark, because I've been listening to you guys for years. Yeah, you have. And to see, to see how 
you know, the growth of the stations and what people are coming on board. And now, I mean, it's been exponential growth. And I'm not surprised at at all because of one thing, Mark, and that is you and Ian are so passionate about what you believe. And that's another big thing I say. Listen, if you want real success in life, find out the kind of things that you're passionate about. Find out the things that you really believe in and do those. You may not make as much money or whatever, but I found that passion follows and money follows passion. Yeah, money doesn't make you happy. It really doesn't make you happy. It's nice to have, there's no doubt. But if you're doing what you're passionate about, the chances are very good that you'll live a fine life. But... The difference, the happiness difference between a person who's at, uh, you know, sort of a middle income versus a person who's at a, a high income. I don't think it's that that I don't believe for a second it's that big of a difference. So, you know, for me, I'd rather have a happy life than a than a luxuriant one. Well, the research says if you really want to be happy, you be nice to other people. Mm. You give that money away. That's what the research says. The people that are the most materialistic tend to be the least happy. That's what the research says. That's because things are always so, breaking, Tim. Yep. If you, yeah. you know, and, and this is, it goes back, you know, the, the, there's the Bible verse, if you put, you lay up your tre- treasures on earth, where the moth, uh, where the moth destroys and the rust corrodes or whatever it is. I'm not exactly sure the, the, the living uh, Bible interpretation, but it's yeah. the truth. No, yeah, it, it definitely is. And that's why, you know, Mark, if you follow your passion, which is exactly what I believe you and Ian have done, you, have you, would you also say that you become more financially successful as well? Sure. Yeah, things are good for me. And, and that's, that's the point that I'm talking about. At the very first of it, when you do things just because you love them, maybe at that, that transition time, you may not be, you know, to have all the money that you want. But over time, it's my total belief, if you follow your passions, if you follow your dreams, if you follow what you love to do, not only will you be happy, but you are going to be wealthy, at least in your mind, you're going to be wealthier and happier because of that. And that's another very common theme in verbal surgery. Uh, I've had some really positive emails recently from people, and I really appreciate the kind words that you've said, Mark, uh, saying the same things. Listen, I've listened to verbal surgery, and this stuff is really making a difference in my life. And it's not because I'm so good. It's not because Tim Cummins is, is laying it on you so clearly. It's because I believe in you, Mark. And every time that I can remind people, you're awesome, baby. Just give it all you got. You're going to make it, man. I believe that brings people success and eventually will bring them and happiness beyond their wildest dreams, Mark. I have to agree. Tim Cummins, thank you. Verbalsurgery.com. Go, go download some for yourself. I love you, boys. You guys keep it going, man. Freedom forever. Woo-hoo! Thanks, Tim. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than 1,000 freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Janiel Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. 
Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off. 